1: And welcome to 1UP, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, And joining me is Carl. How are you doing, buddy?
2: I'm very, very warm. But other, other than that, I'm all right, Guy. How about you?
1: Yes, something very similar. It is currently 23 <laughs> degrees at 4 in the afternoon. If you can hear a slight hum, it's a fan. I don't care if it comes out in the edit. <laughs> fair do, you probably won't know what I'm going on about. But if it's there, people, it's hot. I haven't cut my hair in ages. It's hot. Leave me alone. Deal with it.
2: <laughs> I think they'll forgive you given yeah. the circumstances. That's, we're not used to it in May.
1: Yeah. It's meant to be like 15 degrees at most in May. This is bullshit. Ugh, I can deal with 20 in July because I'm prepared for it. Oh dear. But anyway, uh, what we're going to talk about today? We're going to have a well. We're going to have a couple catch ups because some. Fun stuff's been announced, um, and I'm sure, I'm sure some people saw saw the wee little news of some PlayStation game that got some more gameplay footage came out the other day, just some small release, um, and we're going to preview. Uh, is it State of Play calling in next week, or are we just calling it a PlayStation event?
2: I I don't think it's going to be a now they might they might uh brand it as a State of Play, but that that's not quite clear yet. But it's it's a PS five event of some sort which is supposedly going to show off gameplay so i think that's all people mm. care about really yeah <laughs> Come, pretty
1: much comes to show so pretty much next we're going to preview what ps5 well they're going to show presumably they're going to show us the ps5 next week and we're going to somewhat preview that uh, and talk about what might be accompanying it um but anyway as ever we start with the news and we're going to do a quick catch-up before we go into the actual stories and, and go through um what's kind of been released and i'll save the best till last um but we'll start with the ghost of shishima um state of play that was last week christ alive that feels like a long time ago oh god um but ghost of shishima i mean on the last podcast we thought we actually well we actually discussed the fact that maybe sony kind of um a day is gone in this one where it it might not hit the heights, but. Lo and behold, a couple of days later, after our podcast came out, uh, they did a full state of play on it and showed us uh, about 10, 50, I think it was ten or fifteen, maybe even twenty minutes of gameplay, um, and a bit more in depth stuff on it. And I, I was looking forward to this game anyway, but it just heightened that, if anything, for me.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly agree with you on that one. I, I thought it was a great showing of the game. Um, I mean, we we wanted kind of an open world samurai game and and that's what we got it looks like it's it's beautiful visually the 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 gameplay seems to have some depth in in it in terms of both the combat and the stealth mechanics and i think that that seems to be a big um kind of aspect of the gameplay which you know you've got the um the ghost for the the stealth and slipping my mind what the the samurai is Maybe it's just called samurai. I don't know, but <laughs> you've got the the combat as well, the straight up combat as well. Um, I mean, it just to me, the visuals were were probably the standout feature. Like, it, it just looks stunning.
1: Yeah, absolutely does. It absolutely does. I mean, the combat you mentioned, uh, it looks like you can play pretty much any any way you can. or can think about, but uh, yeah, the visuals going through like uh, the what were the poppy fields or rice fields, whatever the hell they were. Um, just the forest, the um, the wildlife and stuff like being able to pet a fox. It's something new. I need it in every game now. Um, I've not even played it, but I need it in every game. Um, and yeah, it, it just looked very impressive. I mean, it, it, the concerns you had the pre our previous podcast
2: lightened a bit. Yeah, I, I think certainly. I mean, it, it was strange that this game had had very little showing. And, and even though there was, obviously, suggestions that we were going to get an event closer to the time, which obviously is what, what we got last week, it, it still just seems strange that, that we hadn't seen anything since the the last showing at it, Sony's last appearance at E3, I believe. Uh, I, well, actually, no, no. I think there was one one other showing one since one, then, yeah. but yeah. but nonetheless, you know. Usually, look at the Last of Us Part Two. We we've seen so much of it. Look look at Death Stranding. We'd seen a lot of that in the, in the run up, so it, it just seemed very strange. I think, as you put it, um, Days Gone-ing it was a good term because Days Gone got a similar treatment, and it came out and it was okay. But it, it wasn't kind of the the heights we, we quite expect from a, a Sony first party title. most of them are, are critical darlings, and that wasn't quite. But the the showing was was so strong that now it has me wondering if what if it's the opposite that that Sony are so confident in this game's ability to sell itself, along with obviously Sucker Punch's reputation with with infamous and Sly Cooper in the past that they just they didn't think they needed to push it much um now that's not to suggest because they were pushing the last of us part 2 a lot that that they feel that needs help obviously i think that's more just because the the fan demand is there for that um no i mean i i think my concerns have been somewhat put put to rest i i kind of expect this is going to be a a quality title I, i'm sure it'll do well both commercially and critically
1: yeah, I mean it's also a Sony exclusive, so at worst it's probably going to get a seven out of ten, and that's if they are a day's guarding it. <laughs> um, and then if not, it'll probably be nine at the bare, at the bare minimum. Um, but yeah, if you've not seen that, go check that out. Uh, it, it'll be on YouTube. Just put Ghost of Tsushima um, Unreal Engine Five demonstration. This kind of just cropped up. Uh, Time times lost me here, Carl. I think it was last week. It might not have been. It might been this week. Um, but I mean, Unreal Five, uh, PS Five demo. It, it looked it looked fantastic, didn't it?
2: It really did. I mean, I, I after we watched that uh, Xbox event there a few weeks ago that we covered on the podcast, and you know, looking at the games, although some of them looked, you know, they looked good mm. visually. You know, we have games now that look great visually and, and and it made me I know kind of in experts on in the industry and that all along have kind of said this is going to be the smallest step up in terms of visuals because, you know, usually every generation there's this massive jump in visuals. Although, you know, obviously I think that the last jump from the say PS3 360 to PS4 Xbox One wasn't quite as big as the previous one, but they, this one even even more of a kind of tighter gap was what, what seemed to be tutored by people and and you know my my own kind of experiences of as I said watching that Xbox event that's the impression I was getting but I think while that might still be the case to some degree I think the demonstration of Unreal Engine 5 has shown that we are certainly going to see some development in mm. terms of visuals um because that the, the And that engine, like, just seems to be able to do things that we haven't seen before on a visual level, and and I'm sure on a performance level as well, which obviously is the the focus with the next generation. I mean, it it just, it it was incredible. I mean, I I found myself, why don't they just make this a game? Uh, Because it's, it was, it was an incredible showing of what the what the machines can do, and obviously it was demonstrated on the PS5. And Epic, you know, we're we're full of praise for the machine and and what it's capable of, and said it's a, it's ahead of kind of high end PCs at the moment in some aspects. So that's certainly promising for the the generation mm-hmm. to come. But you know, if if hope, hopefully a lot of games pick up Unreal Engine Five as their as their engine because they 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 can't go wrong based on what we've seen. I mean, what did you think? Yeah, I mean the visuals were
1: were were spectacular. But what grabbed me was, what I word this—the fluidity of it, how quick it was, and how. Do you know where sometimes games are too fast and it just like all seems blurry and shit? That just seemed yeah. proper smooth, like fl- fluid's Fluid is a bad word, but I think actually keeping up with what it was showing, I think it's probably a crap way of saying it but if you get what I mean you get what I mean uh, but
2: yeah no no yeah. I, I, I I, understand completely it was a very natural kind of flow mm. to it all um, which is kind of what you, what you want to see you want to see the lines blurred really between reality and games and they, they certainly seem to be getting there and I mean, the the movement was was certainly a standout. I mean, I I'd seen someone online suggesting they seen that the scene where something kind of flies across the scene kind of made them think of oh, imagine that in mm. in a Spider Man two, how incredible it would be for for that kind of flight mechanic for for swinging through the city. And mm. you know, I, I couldn't help them get that get that thought myself. I mean, it, it's it's incredible, you know, on, on all levels—visuals, performance. It's 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 incredible technology, and I I can't wait to see what developers do with it moving forward.
1: Yeah, and just for some people who thought it was just a PS5 exclusive, um, In Exile. Uh, I don't know why you'd think that, but In Exile said they're working with Unreal uh, Five, so it looks like. Uh, people, the Xbox exclusives will be working with it as well, which is always good, because you don't want to do in a year where everything's locked in Frostbite and it's not working <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be good um, but I mean, just on a general thing, I mean, obviously we, we don't know what other um, engines are, are going to be called for next gen and stuff like that, but it does, does it beg the question, like, I'll stick with a year, them sticking to Frostbite and the criticism that's had should they just let people use what they want
2: <laughs> yeah i i think certainly i mean frostbite is an incredible engine for fps games for not example FIFA. <laughs> but it, it's not really made for sports titles and I, I think although certainly the developers improved have improved over time working with it you know there's if they could have a pr- pr- proprietary engine or indeed if there's a, a third party engine like unreal engine 5 that that would work better for them, you know. Use it because development is hard as it is, without trying to work with an engine that's counterintuitive to what you're trying to develop. So, um, you know, EA is always going to EA, but we can only see what they do moving forward. And obviously, I'm sure there'll be a newer version of of Frostbite down the road, and and maybe a little bit be a bit more friendly towards using it with different genres.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right on Frostbite, it's very pretty, uh, and the next Battlefield will look good, <laughs> we know that, um, but uh, yeah, hopefully the, uh, whatever the health FIFA was before Frostbite, just go back to that. Um, Tony Hawk, that's all I need to, say to your car, Tony Hawk is back.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, this, this was the best this is my favorite of kind of the the things that have been shown in recent weeks so far this, this summer of games, it it was incredible when I seen, I was on Twitter that that day browsing along and suddenly someone dropped that the Tony Hawk was apparently texting people saying that, you know, they were announcing a new Tony Hawk. And at first I was like, that can't be true and then suddenly it started to pop up on, on different sites like Eurogamer and the like and and I got excited and knowing obviously that um they were announcing a game later on on summer summer games I, I knew obviously that was that was too much of a coincidence that, to not be the case and, and lo and behold then you tune into the stream and you're, you're hearing kind of some pop punk music playing in the run up to the stream. And then you <laughs> knew then that's what was coming. And I mean, it, it gave us everything we could have wanted, you know, for, for, I, I've talked about Tony, Tony Hawks in the past on, on the podcast and discussing my favorite games and the like, uh, Tony Hawks pro Skater four is one of my favorite games of all time. You know, I grew up playing those games, religiously you know I, I i couldn't skate for shit but man could i play tony hawks and <laughs> i i'd get one the the new one every year and just all everything about it the, the skating the music the you know just just it it, it was it, it's one of those games that was like it was it was almost like a, a community of of players it was it's it's hard to describe like but it was just an, incredible and it was a shame kind of when it, it the series went downhill somewhat and died away. And I remember in 2012, they announced Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, developed by Robomoto. And I got really excited for that, picked it up. And it was okay, but it wasn't wasn't quite right. And obviously, they patched it later on and added in reverts and the like. But it was very hard to to go back to it at that time. And whereas with this game, like as they were going through the reveal, I was like, please say reverts in there, please. Say. And then they said something on the, the lines the paraphrasing basically that there's features from ladder games that are going to be in this for kind of qual that weren't in the original one and two, you know, that are going to be in there for quality of life. Because like it's like if someone playing Call of Duty multiplayer now went back and tried to play one of the older call of duties and there, there could be a lot of mechanics that they're used to using in the multiplayer and it's like second nature to go to use those and they're not there and it's the same with things like the reaver and even being able to get off your board and run around and stuff like once once we got used to those features it's really hard to play without them so i'm so glad they're in there and i'm Delighted that the soundtrack is back. I know they're missing a few songs, but that's always going to happen with licensing issues. Um, But it's it's just, it sounds absolutely perfect and i mean it, it you know even i seen the price when i was setting up for the news yesterday i think it's only going to be about 40 euro here so maybe about 30 pounds in, on, in your neck of the woods but i'd be more than willing to pay full price for this game g- given what they're offering to us and so i, I just can't wait and I, I think as well vicarious visions is the right mm-hmm. developer they, they've they collabed on the series in the past I know that means they've also been involved in some of the not so great titles, but you know I, I think they're a great developer when it comes to to bringing classic titles forward. We've seen that with Spyro and Crash and Crash Team Racing, and I, I think there there's no one better in the Activision staple to to take this forward. So, I mean, just yeah, I just roll on September. I cannot wait. I mean, what what's your 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 feeling on it, guy? I'm just thinking how mad it was, like '90s, early
1: 2000s, how everyone loved skateboarding, but only only a handful could probably actually skateboard. <laughs> uh, I was a rollerblade kid. That sums up my life. <laughs> uh, I was loved... there ever a rollerblade game? I can't remember one. Didn't you? Ubisoft one? Ubisoft showed one at the last E3, didn't they?
2: <laughs> uh, was, I don't remember. Was it, was it, was it that ro- there was a roller derby game, wasn't there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I meant like
1: play. Oh God, <laughs> no! <They're
2: gonna> burn. <laughs> uh,
1: that's what we need. People work on it. We need. We need a rollerblading game.
2: I'm surprised there was a one because you remember, like, there was a stage when you had, like, you know, skate. You had the pro skater games. Obviously, you had BMX. You had two BMX. You had Dave Mirrors. Um, from I forget which company did that, but then you also had obviously uh, Matt Hoffman from Activision. You had like Sean, was it was Sean White's snow uh, surfing. You had you had a wakeboarding game. Like he had everything. Like so I'm surprised there wasn't a rollerblading one to be honest. You know there will be
1: one, but it just never was good enough to get it. Get noticed. Uh, let's have a Google
2: aggressive inline oh i do that rings a bell actually yeah how long ago was that 2002 so back on 85 on Metacritic. there you go guy dust (laughs) off your ps2 (laughs) and
1: get that that on ebay (laughs) hot damn it's on game boy advance as well still got that (laughs) i joke um but anyway, yeah, uh, Tony Hawk's, uh, yeah, it was a big part of my childhood as well. Uh, as I said, I couldn't skate for shit, similar to you, um, but loved the skateboarding. I can't remember which one it was called. It wasn't the best one, but I liked the one where there was two teams. It was Tony Hawk and Bam Majera, I think it was. I enjoyed that one because I had like a crappy little story like sandwiched in. Slug 2,
2: wasn't it? I think so. Underground 2, I think
1: so. I enjoyed that one just because it was... The whole that was of the age of Jackass as well, so Bambergera was obviously a big part of pop culture as well at the time. Um, So yeah, I've I've always enjoyed Tony Hawk and and getting (laughs) like doing the missions where you I think it was Underground One actually, where you have to like go over a ramp and get across a bridge or something like that. I remember that I was stuck on that for ages when I was a kid. Uh, Stuff like that pissing me off, but I will play these games. Just to death, I love them. The only thing is, I think, uh, a few like a week later, um, Cyberpunk might come out, so I've got a week of Tony Hawk before Cyberpunk, I think. Oh, uh, dear. Um, That's
2: true, actually. Mm. Too too many games. We've gone um, from no
1: games to too many games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah every bloody year, isn't it? Oh, uh, dear. Oh, uh, dear. Um, But is that it for the catch-up? And before we get into the news, I think it is. It is, yeah. It is. Just, just a little. It was a little gameplay reveal yesterday. Or two days. Two days. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> um, it is Friday. Time, people. Uh, so, yeah, Carl. What what happened yesterday?
2: Latest state of play shows off the Last of Us Part Two. Uh, just to give a quick overview of of the the live stream. Uh, the live stream began with director Neil Druckmann in explaining the setup for the game, The Last of Us. Us Part 2 picks up several years after the events of the first game, with Ellie, now 19 years old, settled in a thriving community of survivors situated in Jackson, Wyoming. However, after an incident, Ellie sets out for retribution and justice with her journey spanning multiple seasons and numerous distinctive locations, from the snowy mountains of Jackson to the lush Pacific Midwest. Much of the action looks set to take place in the former quarantine zone of Seattle, which is currently home to two hostile factions, the well-armed, well-trained Washington Liberation Front, which formerly resisted Seattle's military occupation, and a religious cult known as the Seraphites. It went on to outline and demonstrate previously revealed mechanics, as well as reveal some new details such as enemy types. The live stream then culminated with an extended gameplay sequence that sees Ellie moving from the flooded streets of Seattle into a not so abandoned building. The sequence demonstrates stealth and when that fails, combat as Ellie takes on the enemies that have set up in the building. And I definitely recommend if you hadn't che- haven't checked it out already, check it out but what were your thoughts guys, especially for you? I'd be interested to hear your take considering obviously you haven't played the original last of us and, and may never <laughs> do so at this point. Did, did the, what you've seen for the second part catch your interest? Um, it was very impressive. I think I was more impressed
1: by the original gameplay reveal when it was all dark and murdery. I think that like floored a lot better, but it was, it was very impressive. Um, the story looks interesting. Obviously, it doesn't mean the characters mean nothing to me because I'm not the first one. Um, but no, it did. It did look impressive. Um, adding in new mechanics, which seem uncharterish-ish <laughs> um, in terms of the, it's not parkour but climbing um, and and the ropes and stuff like that. It's obviously what Naughty Dog, uh, their other franchise uh, or IP, I should say. Um, so it looks like it looks like they're taking it. But I mean. The open world looks very impressive, or the open city, whatever the hell you call it, rather than open world. Um, and, and Seattle's an interesting choice because, I mean, Washington, I think it's a very small state. Um, but Seattle's one of the, uh, I think, the biggest city in there, or capital of the state, or whatever the hell Americans term it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting mix of wildlife, um urbanness of the city, um, too much dog or death in, in one gameplay for me. Um, but what 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 did you see as a development? Because I don't, I obviously know of the characters of of Joel, 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 and Ellie. Um, how, how does the game change? Because you played as Joel in the first one, didn't you? How does it change going from Joel to Ellie?
2: Well, I think as they they demonstrated in one of the previous displays of the game that you know combats a little bit different as Ellie. Obviously, she's not as physically Strong as Joel would be, given the the difference in in gender, and also that you know Joel's a fairly hardy guy, and Ellie's a fairly small woman, or maybe average size, I suppose. But she's not a large woman, let's say. So there, there's certainly a difference in in terms of their physical strength, which is going to affect how they fight. You know, we see obviously Ellie's a bit more about stealth. You know, grabbing people from behind. And sticking knives up to their throat, or, you know, kind of at one point she dashes up to someone and just. Axes in the stomach, you know. Like this, she she's got to obviously work on it, use speed and and surprise rather than just straight on taking someone on in a fist fight. No, I'm sure she'll she'll have a few fist fights as she goes through her journey, but I I don't think that's going to be her general approach. Um, so I I think there's a bit more of a focus on on stealth, and uh, as a result, they've they've kind of put put some new mechanics in there which which we've seen. Um, I think in other kind of general changes, obviously traversal. In the first game, you know you would climb over things, climb up on things, kind of climb under doorways and that kind of thing. But you know, as as you mentioned earlier, this like the the rope and that. Um, it's, it seems to be bringing in kind of improved features from from the um, which they've developed since Uncharted Four um in, in terms of the combat as well like the the first game was very segregated in that you know you had your human enemies you had your infected enemies you'd never really encounter them at the same time and although at first they'd be nice and surprising, eventually, you know, you kind of get a feel for how to deal with the encounters, you know, how, how it best works for you to take out kind of a group of humans in a building, how it, how it best takes to, to deal with, a you know, a, a couple of clickers. Whereas now you've got these situations where you might have humans and infected in the same place and you can kind of play them off against each other. We've we seen the see, scene, obviously, where and he was going through kind of a dark gassy tunnel and she kind of spooked some of the clickers which which led to them rushing on the humans and the humans actually ran away um so that that's pretty cool it obviously kind of shakes things up a bit the, the enemies th- themselves kind of seem to have way, new ways that make them more threatening there was a type of infected that seems to be able to just spring up on you out of nowhere, particularly in dark settings. So that's going to make the game even edgier than it ever was. And it's certainly an an edgy experience to begin with. And obviously with the humans, you mentioned the dogs. And unfortunately, that situation made me a little uncomfortable as well. I don't like killing dogs in video games, but, you know, I, I just about get through it although I I don't like the idea of setting them on fire, (laughs) so I probably won't be doing that. (laughs) But the dogs make it that, you know you can get detected because obviously a dog can smell you. Whereas in the first game, you could spend ages kind of watching the enemies, seeing where they're kind of their patterns and then kind of plan out, Oh, you know, look, I'm going to throw a brick at that guy. Then while he's distracted for a second, I'll take out that guy. Then I'll shoot that guy, you know, whereas here you're not going to get that time because the dog's going to sniff you out and alert people. So that, that also adds more kind of to, to the, to a combat scenario and, and obviously a stealth scenario as well. So I can see kind of why they've, they've decided to to bring those features in. And it's certainly going to shake things up for, for returning players, because obviously, as I said, you did get to a point where you were very comfortable and it probably shouldn't be that way in a game like that. So I, I, I like those features and, and the challenge they're going to bring. Um, and I mean, other than that, it, it just seems like, more of the same, which was incredible from the first game. You know, the, the visuals are stunning. You know, the the characters look well developed. Obviously, we, we mainly experienced Ellie, but we got a taste of some of her friends and and some of her enemies. And uh, obviously, that's that's obviously a big part of, of of a game like this. I mean, we we've seen what the 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 Sarah fights. We got a, a good look at them in the original kind of reveal for the game, and and how they torture people. And we've seen a little snippet of that scene again. Mm. Uh, where, where they're kind of with the axe and the ch- you it's know like, and, uh, are, <laughs> yeah that that's the kind of moment that's going to make you cringe and look away from the screen and, and the first game was full of those and it looks like this one's going to have a lot more of them i mean i, I just i cannot wait i've, I've we've, we've been over this before i just cannot wait for this game i'm taking time off work to play this game so that says it all i just did the end of June can't come any sooner in my eyes. Hmm.
1: Well you're gonna to have to explain me to the the Last of Us One. What how heavily of a stealth game was it? And is two do you think they're developing more into a stealthish type game or I think labelled it a survival game, haven't they? It, it it does it need more stealthy elements or do you think it's just needed because you're playing as uh I can't remember her name though. Ellie. Ellie. Um, I was going to say Ellen.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the first game, you know, was was kind of a choice almost. You know, there mm. obviously there were some parts where you had to to, to be combative, but you know, largely you had you you know there was points where you could sneak through rooms past infected and kind of you could use the element of surprise to, to take out, you know, most, if not all the enemies in a room, but I chose, to, especially once I became comfortable with the combat mechanics, I was very much just kind of bullish in the way I take on, like I'd, I'd kind of sneak around at first, kind of get an idea of who was in the room, but then I just get in a big brawl basically. Um But you, you had the choice, Whereas I feel in this game, kind of based on what we've seen, and again, by the fact you're you're Ellie, she's just not going to be as, it would be unrealistic for her to be as hardy as as Joel in terms of being able to take physical blows and and the like. So I'd imagine this game will encourage you to to be more stealth-like, especially because it seems like the enemies are... More deadly, to be honest. Like there's more of them, and uh, you know, just just going on what we've seen so far. So, you know, that's the impression I'm getting. But obviously, at the same time, as as I said, it's going to be harder to be stealth because you've got dogs that can can sniff you out, and you you've got enemy like uh, infected enemies that can pop out of the shadows and surprise you, and that's going to obviously alert other enemies in the area. So, I, I think it's it's going to be a very mixed bag once again but in a different way so it sounds um it sounds interesting
1: but in 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 the first one obviously you've kind of mentioned that it was kind of segregated between infected and humans what 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 do you think about the the humans now being split into two camps is it was it like that in the first one. I mean, one of my mates back in my uni days. Talked me through about how it was mercenaries and they were evil towards you and stuff like. That, or turned on you eventually. Um, is that is that different? Was the was the section that was the groups in the first one, or is this a new mechanic?
2: No, there there were there were different groups in the first game, but you they weren't kind of close level. together mm. like there was um you know obviously at, at first you, you kind of there was the military as you were trying to get out you know you, you didn't really fight them it was more kind of hiding from them um later in the game then you'd you'd kind of encounter different groups of survivors that you know weren't the the nicest people i mean I, I don't feel bad spoiling the game, considering how old it is oh, no, now. That's fine, which, yeah. Warning people, fair warning, you know, earmuffs on. You know, for example, that scene where one group you you encounter that they try to to rebelly and she has to fight her way out. It's quite a striking scene, and then obviously there's the kind of but the, the overarching group that you would encounter would be the Fireflies. Their group who are supposedly trying to kind of create a cure to save the world from from the the virus, but you know we all know how that works out in the end um but you never really had like it seems like in this game you know you're gonna have scenes where you're going to have you know the the um the seraphytes. And the Washington Liberation Front close together, they they'll probably be fighting each other at times. They'll they'll be fighting the infected as well. Could even have parts where all three are, are are fighting between them. You you didn't really have that in the first game, as I said. They they kept kind of the different human groups separate, and and also the the infected, you know, never seemed to to quite cross over with the humans. Like you might. Encounter a few humans out outdoors, kill them, and then go into a, a basement of a building, and then, and then there's some infected in the building. That's kind of the way it, it worked. Um, but it, it seems, as I said, that, that they're going to very much blur the lines between the, the different enemy groups in this game, which, as I said, is, is going to add a, a new depth to, to the gameplay, which is is welcome.
1: And and what do you make of the uh, the groups themselves? Got regi- religious. Crazy people, which seems fitting in an in apocalypse with, I've called them zombies, but infected. Um, and militarised locals or whatever the hell we'd call them. It, it, it seems like the pr- true breeding ground of a proper religious cult in, in this setting.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think both groups make a lot of sense for the setting. I mean, as I as I touched on a few minutes ago, you know, in the first game, you you were in an occupied city at the start of the game with the the military. It was very much, you know, under curfew and that kind of thing. And it's not a surprise, particularly in a country like America, you know, nodding to real life events right now. That the, the people don't often lay down and and take it from from the government, um, you know they they we're talking about a country where a lot of people have have a lot of guns, so it's not a surprise that a, a group would would rise up against army occupation. So that the Washington Liberation Front makes a, a lot of sense, and as you said, um, I think religious zealots are you know they're 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 present in the world as is let alone if we were in an apocalypse situation so uh, I, i'm not surprised at uh, all that they they've, they've gone with those i, I mean I, I've heard, there were some complaints about the seraphites and you know saying it's been overdone you know religious zealots and games I, I wouldn't really agree with that uh, so as i i think also it just makes perfect sense for the setting so so why not use it and you know the the more i'm talking actually the the more kind of Scary it is that I'm. There's a lot of parallels with the real. You know, not only are we going through a pandemic right now, but we also have civil unrest mm. in in America. So it's a, a lot of parallels between this game and and the real life right now. No, we're not quite at close the last to, of us levels. Oh, how close
1: are we to the infected? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no,
2: I I I think it's that they're they're smart choices for enemy groups, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how how Ellie interacts with them, and and indeed how they interact with each other and and the world around them. And I'm sure the military and the, the fireflies will will probably make an appearance in some form as well.
1: Hmm. Obviously, there is humans that aren't ends in the game. Do you think you could? I don't know, pick sides somewhat. I know it's kind of hard between religious crazy people and people who want to murder you, but do you think that could be incorporated in the story or do you think it's there's going to be a separate group of survivors who aren't Bellend?
2: Well, uh, I mean, obviously we we see uh, at different mm. points of the game Ellie has different companions around with her, so she must meet different groups of, of survivors. There were groups in the first game that were, were good people as well, So, uh, I'm sure there will be, you know, as as bleak as the game is, there has to be a a little light of hope, especially given that Ellie is in a community, obviously, at the start of the game and something goes horribly wrong there. There's a a, a violent incident. I'm bricking it that, that... Joel likely dies, which is, is going to be horrible to to witness because he was such a great character in the first game. So, uh, I think things have to to come full, especially because a lot of people predict this is going to be the last game in the in the series. Uh, I, I'd hope that there's a happy ending for Ellie. So I hope she encounters some good people in the game and, and, and ends up with them at the end when they're all said and done. Um, I mean, obviously, we're used to mechanics where you pick between sides, but I think both these sides are quite awful, uh, well, particularly Seraphites So mm. I, I'd, I'd hope that's not the case. I wouldn't think it would be given, you know, what we've experienced of Ellie's character so far
1: she might the only way to get safe is befriend crazy cults why not (laughs) oh dear Um, but is there anything else you want to bring up on the last of us obviously if you've not watched it people are like why are you listening to a podcast about it go watch it and then come back (laughs) Uh, but anything you else want to bring up or remember from the gameplay demo
2: no just 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 remind people that it comes out three weeks from today so get your pre-orders in (laughs)
1: And there we go. There we go. Um, so we'll get onto the news. We won't spend too much longer on the news because we have got something to preview. Two-hour pod. Yada yada yada. Every show. Um, P. Look, uh, I'm on the wrong one. Uh, new PS4 games must also run on PlayStation Five from July. It's probably expected news, Carl, but it, it's it's going to increase the library on 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 launch, and obviously Xbox is doing the same with smart delivery. Um, so PS4. It's just doing what we always have on, on new-gen launches. There's games on
2: two platforms. Yeah, so apparently Tony, Sony has told PlayStation 4 game developers that any new titles submitted for certification must also be compatible with PlayStation 5 beginning the, on the 13th of July, um, which means all games received for testing from that date onwards are technically forwards compatible, and it is up to each game's developer to ensure this is the case. Titles submitted before this date are not required to be forwards compatible, however, updates to existing titles are said to be highly recommended by Sony." This applies to games submitted to Sony after 13th of July, as opposed to anything released after that date. Submissions are generally made well in advance of release. For example, Sony's own Ghost of Tsushima is released on the 17th of July, but will have entered certification prior to the 13th of July cutoff. It will not specifically need to be PlayStation 5 forwards compatible. However, Eurogamer sources suggest that as one of PlayStation 4's remaining flagship titles. It is certain to be supported on PlayStation 5 alongside fellow upcoming exclusive The Last of Us Part 2. And you can get the full story over on Eurogamer from Tom Phillips. I recommend you give that a read. So, I mean, as you said, it, it it's what we expect. And obviously the the difference between Sony and Microsoft, Microsoft have been pushing it with the the smart delivery label that it looks like on any games. Ballpark this year that that you buy on on PS on Xbox One obviously will be playable on Xbox Series X and will be enhanced in in terms of their capabilities and you know kind of the the insider talk all along has been that that PlayStation 5 will will have the same thing that you know not only the Ghost of Tsushima and uh, the Last of Us Part Two were suggested to to be two games that would be compatible with PS five and would perform better on PS five. But even if I remember rightly the Death Stranding was a uh, the other kind mm. of main game and obviously that it's been a while since that came out so it seems they've they've certainly had this in mind and obviously it's good that Sony are encouraging developers to to release patches for games that have already been released that will make them forwards compatible as well. And obviously this doesn't take away from Sony's aims to have as many PlayStation 4 titles backwards compatible on PlayStation 5, which obviously Mark Cerny alluded to when he, he first presented the specs of the console earlier in the year. So I mean it, it's not surprising, but it's nice to finally get some some official word because there is that, that tiny part of you that has the doubt in the back back of your mind. Well what if Sony fucked this up and the you know all these games are, are stuck on PS4 and once again it's it's Microsoft leading the way with the kind of backwards compatibility and forwards compatibility compatibility and the like but obviously that's that's clearly not going to be the case and we we can we can buy these games knowing that you know if we decide to invest in a new machine later in the year they'll they'll still be compatible and and hopefully perform even better
1: yeah that's the main thing i mean i think when people obviously buying games probably especially once we get into september i mean cyberpunk's coming out september Uh, there'll be other ones I'm forgetting, but obviously Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, they're probably the three big releases left in the year for this gen, confirmed. Um, But if you're buying them free, it's good to have the assurance as you can play them on, uh, well, (laughs) PS5, not Xbox, or Series X for two of them. But uh, yeah, if you you want to play Cyberpunk, you don't have to wait, but if you want an ultimate uh, experience, you might wait. But... You don't have to wait, which is the the best choice there, I think. Um, so there's not much else to talk about on that on that news uh, story because, well, it's just what we expected. But uh, there is rumours, or maybe beyond rumours, now that there's going to be a PS5 event next week, and that was brought up by Jason Schreier, I believe, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, so our our final story is going to lead well into our topic. Um, Sony is planning a PS5 conference for as early as next week, and this came from Jason Schreier and Takashi Mochizuki over on Bloomberg. Sony Corp. is planning a digital event to showcase games for its next-generation PlayStation 5 console that may take place as early as next week, according to people with direct knowledge of the matter. The virtual event could be held June 3rd, though some people also cautioned that plans have been in flux and that the date may change. Other PlayStation 5 events may follow in the coming weeks and months, and Sony is not expected to reveal every essential detail on the console during its first presentation. And a Sony spokesperson declined to comment on the matter, obviously. Uh, But you can get the full story over on on Bloomberg, and I'd recommend you give give that a read if you haven't already. Um, So obviously... We'd heard rumors for a while that, that they were going to reveal the kind of some games for the console in, in early June. I think June fourth was originally been tutored, but you know I I'd been kinda of thinking in the back of my head, why hasn't a, a Jason Schreier kind of confirmed this yet? But obviously Jason has now. So I think we we can kind of be confident that we're we're going to get an event next week and, and we're going to see some games. I mean the rumors I've seen suggest that we're unlikely to see the console next week, which is pretty crazy That's considering cool. we're we're only 4 or 5 months away from a launch. Um but nonetheless, let's be honest, it's you know it it, it, it could look like a turd and we'd still play it as long as 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 long as the games are good. So that games are what we care about. So um I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some some PS5 games, and i have not not much else to, to mm. say on the story except lead into our, our our kind of predictions and and preview of what we might see at at Zed showing next week.
1: Well, let's start let's start off on well, on the fact that the, you don't expect the uh, console or the rooms that don't expect the console to be there. Is that is that worry? Is that a worry for? Obviously, you're more sorty than Xbox nowadays. But is that kind of a worry? Because there's been rumors about somewhat struggles with the PS5 launch. Obviously, everyone struggled in the pandemic, but there's been long-standing rumors about PS5 struggling. Is that weird? Because I know Xbox kind of went early with the uh, the game of the, the uh, yeah game of the year awards in in December, but um, June, I mean, unless they're doing another event, I don't know next month or a random state of play to. Get it on.
2: Get it on a smidge. <laughs> it, it's certainly strange that they're they're not showing off the console as yet. But I, I wouldn't quite. Obviously, I, I still have some doubts whether it, that the console will make a, a release towards the end of the year. You know, I, I'm sure they can launch it this year. Don't get me wrong. But if they do, obviously, it will be in a, a very limited amount. But nonetheless, the, there are. There are clearly PlayStation Fives out there, you know. I'm sure they they have one to show off. It's just they're they're obviously choosing not to do so yet. Um, I mean, there, there was obviously we seen the the controller earlier in the year. We we covered that on the podcast. You know, there were some suggestions that kind of Sony felt kind of pressure to show the the controller, even though it wasn't quite in their plans to do so quite yet. It it's interesting, you know, that that they're they're being holding their cards so closely to their chest in in terms of the hardware. But I don't see it as a concern. It's just obviously the approach they're taking. It it does seem we're gonna have some, you know, a number of events over the summer as as they build towards launching the PS five. And it's it's no different to the approach xbox have taken up to this point i mean they they were got in the gates a little little bit ahead of sony in terms of revealing the console and the like but similarly obviously we had that event that we previewed that that kind of had some third party games and but largely was indie titles and people are disappointed mm. they didn't get to see halo apparently we're going to see halo and the like in july so you know obviously microsoft are staggering their events as well and i, I think maybe given the the current situation and and the lack of an E three, you know, it's 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 probably the correct approach to take at the end of the day. Um, kind of people are probably going to enjoy kind of having gaming announcements staggered across the the summer months. I I know I will um, certainly so something for us to talk about. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that, that too. You know, it's definitely a bonus as far as the show goes. But no I wouldn't I wouldn't be concerned it's it's just kind of a funny thing that they've decided not to show the console as yet but I'm sure we will see it you know probably if we don't see it maybe the end of June maybe sometime in July they'll they'll do an event where they actually show off the the console so I'm sure it won't be we won't have to wait too long to see it and I I know everyone's waiting with bated breaths to to see that it's not the the dev kit you know that that, that everyone thought was hideous I, I doubt it will be that the hoover versus uh, the fridge <laughs> yeah it's well yeah it wasn't it wasn't easy on the eyes but um and i think that the the controller kind of gives us an an idea that it won't look like that because i don't think that controller and that that DevKit console would, would quite go well together. They wouldn't quite mesh in terms of the aesthetics. So, so the control
1: I, the the console's gonna copy Xbox as well, is it? <laughs> Woo, <bitchy>. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just gotta be a white fridge. Um, anyway. before to get bitchy. Um, so that, that obviously this is gonna be games focused, presumably it happens. Um and we're gonna get into it. With a bang, really. Um, the biggest and one of the most concrete launch titles seems to be Horizon Zero Dawn Two. Um, obviously one of the other PlayStation exclusives I played, but I didn't finish this one. So by being it's bad. I might just mean it wasn't for me. Um, joking. Uh, but it, it ended up not being for me. Um, but Horizon Zero Two Dawn Two. Obviously, the first one was a huge success. Um and this seems to be the safe bet for a launch title especially at this event presumably at the moment next week
2: yeah i think i think sony will be keen to to launch with a real heavy hitter for the the ps5 the ps4 didn't really have one i mean it had you know a solid kill zone title you know, it had some good titles to launch, and we didn't have to wait too long for Infamous Second Son. But I I think the real top first-party titles didn't come until a little later in the PlayStation 4's life cycle. So uh, I think that they'll be keen to correct that with the PlayStation 5, come come out fast out of the gates. And I think Horizon 2 makes a lot of sense as that title. I mean, we know without a doubt that that, that title exists. I mean, it, I, I, it was funny how it was revealed last year when uh, a voice actress, J- Janina Gavankar, was at a, a fan event for Star Wars. Because obviously she's also a voice actress in Star Wars Battlefront 2's campaign. And a fan approached her asking her about Horizon Zero Dawn. And she said, quote, just wait until you see the sequel. I know some secrets. You're going to die, end quote. And obviously, you know, no one knew there was a Horizon 2 at that point. I mean, I'm sure uh, industry analysts and the like had predicted that there, there would be a follow-up sequel given the popularity of the title, but there had been no official word yet. But she, she let the cat out of the bag and obviously only since rumors have, have persisted since then, And we had more solid info, obviously, when um, there were reports in Video Games Chronicle earlier in the year that um, Horizon 2 was in the works and that um, Horizon was being envisaged as a trilogy. So I think it's a safe bet this game is coming at some point, and I would certainly... Pay notice to, to rumors that suggest it's it's going to be a launch title and that it's going to be one of the titles that's first shown off as at, at one of the PlayStation Five events. So I I think you know if we get this event next week, that Horizon Two will will be the main attraction most likely.
1: I don't think we've ever brought up. Did you play and finish it?
2: No, I have not played it. It's really? it's one of my it's one of my games that. That is kind of quite high on, on kind of my to-do list to get it done before um, the, obviously before the, the, the PS5 comes out and and the sequel comes out. I mean, it, it, I kind of waited to pull the trigger on Horizon until the Game of the Year edition came out, obviously with the Frozen Wilds DLC, because so I figured I wanted to kind of play everything. So I'm, I'm going to get to that quite soon. Actually, I have a long weekend now and I'm going to start a new game and that, that's a, a contender to, to be said game.
1: I, I might be due to just off the PS, PS4 ahead of um, Ghost so I might go back to Horizon. I don't think I have anything else to play, really. <laughs> um, so I might I might even give that another go. If, I mean, I won't be getting PS5 at launch but I imagine I'll get it at some point, especially when Spider-Man 2 and God of War 2 go out. Um... But yeah, we can't really mention anything more, because I've not finished and you've not played it. (laughs) But Robot Dinosaurs, if you like the first one, I imagine you like the second one. Uh, This is where you're going to have to fill in the blanks, because people were shouting at me when I said I didn't know what Resistance was. And then I Googled it, I recognised the picture, but I can't remember anything about it. Um, So Resistance. Uh, Whether this is a, I don't know, a do-over, or a sequel, or whatever. Um... What is res <laughs> what is resistance basically?
2: So Resistance was a first person shooter series developed by Insomniac and the console games were all on the PlayStation 3. There's also been a couple of games on handhelds. Um basically the game deals with almost like an alternative history where during World War Two, like an an alien race called the Chimera and invade Earth and you know obviously you're part of the resistance and you're a in the first game I believe you're just an ordinary soldier um, but I think later in the game or possibly in the second game you get infused with kind of Chimera DNA, effectively, that kind of gives you makes you a super soldier, and you you try and, and fight back, but by the third game, you, you play as a different character, and you find that the resistance kind of lost. You know, the the, the world's very it, much been subjugated. It by sounds you. like Wolfenstein Chimera. with aliens. <laughs> I'm not yeah, gonna lie. That's, <laughs> that's 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 a fair assessment. So, uh, there are certainly a lot of similarities there, but it's a very solid. First person series. I mean, to me, it's, you know, I think it's what I've, what I've paid of them. I, I prefer them to Killzone. Um, I'm surprised that the series has been dormant for so long, but I know, you know, kind of Insomniac kind of wanted to work on some other things. But now, obviously, that they're in house at, at Sony's, obviously p- picked up Insomniac. Sony owns the license to Resistance all along. Um, you know, a lot of tongue started to wag at the time you know would we see resistance come back following that acquisition and you know insomniac tweeted uh, an image on of uh, a chimera um or a few weeks ago which which only kind of exasperated the the talk of people Mm -hmm. and i think it'll make a lot of sense for this to come back i mean insomniac are going to make a lot of lot of appearances in terms of the games that that we're we're speculating on um on the podcast today, but they're a large developer, they have a lot of teams, they often have multiple projects going at once. So it wouldn't be out of question for them to have multiple games in the release window because they they have the capabilities to deliver on that. And I, I think resistance would make a lot of sense as as a, a game um, but there's a game, obviously, we're going to talk about in a, a few minutes. Another shoot first-party title that's a, a shooter from Sony, and I don't think it would make sense to have both games in in the window unless could it again, be a we
1: remaster?
2: Well, well, that's the thing. We don't. We there's been some talk that it could be a remake of the first Resistance, or it could be a you know a trilogy remaster collection of the, the three ps3 games for, for ps5 so if something like that it would make more sense but i don't think it would make sense to have a new resistance title if we're also getting a, a new title from another series which we're, yeah. we're going to speculate on so it'll be interesting to see if if this what this is if it is indeed the the case that there's a resistance project in in the works but i expect it's it's somewhere in the pipeline whether it is a a launch title or not um but it wouldn't certainly make a lot of sense as one
1: yeah it's not something i'm, t- I'm too familiar i do recognize the picture as i said but I'm not too familiar with it but uh if it's a remaster so be it'll be fun for some people, but uh, another remake that's rumored is is Demon Souls, uh, Demons Souls, I should say, um, Dark Souls, hard game. Sony seems to have this locked off with um, Bloodborne as well. Um,
2: why? Why do they want games to piss people off? <laughs> well, I mean, if you think the Dark Souls is hard you know demon Souls is another level of hard <laughs> not playing it. it'll piss me off no <laughs> that that you know to a degree of that was kind of more clunky mechanics than then obviously dark souls were improved in that sense but nonetheless it was a very tough game um but it it was very much a, a cult classic a, a lot of people loved it you know as people know obviously sony brought had Work together with From Software to produce the game. Sony owned the IP. Uh, there's often been suggestions that Dark Souls could have been Demon's Souls too, but but Sony passed on bankrolling it, and I'm sure they regret that decision, g- given how popular Dark Souls went on to be. But obviously they they somewhat righted that wrong by bringing From Software back on to to make Bloodborne. But the the suggestion is that Demon Souls is getting a remake. But it's not actually coming from from software because they're obviously busy working on Elden Ring, which is their new title.
0: Oh, yeah, so and
2: well. I'm sure if they are to make a new game for Sony at some point, Bloodborne. it'll more likely be Bloodborne 2. But Bluepoint are a developer that that often work with Sony. They they made the Shadow of the Colossus remake, which was much beloved, just as the original was. And I think they would be a studio that would make a lot of sense to remake this game. And that's very much what the, the suggestion is. Bluepoint themselves have released a, a number of cryptic tweets, which fans believe to relate to Demon Souls. They even went as far as mentioning the website Reset Era, which a day previously had a thread posted discussing the possibility of a remake of the title. And renowned games journalist Jason Schreier. I almost said friend of the show there, you know, <laughs> tongue in cheek, because we one, always we always mention him one day. <laughs> we, we, we like one day we, we like we like to give Jason his, his shout-outs there. And Jason, who himself is is active on Reset Error through Fuel on the Fire, when he replied to a thread on on Reset Error asking if a remake of the title was likely, with a simple answer of yes. And on a poll asking what Blue Point's next game will likely be, Jason voted Demon Souls. So I think, given that that, that Jason is is kind of making that suggestion, I, I think it's a fairly safe bet. And and much like Horizon Two, it, it's one of the titles that I I would be surprised not to see revealed at at this showing next week if if it does indeed go ahead next Wednesday. It just mm. it just makes sense. Bluepoint specialize at, at remaking games. Uh, that's what they're good at, and this is a game that the fans want to see remade. So uh, I think it's a match made in heaven.
1: Obviously, we're uh, three games in, and obviously we, th- there will be others. But we've kind of mentioned, let's say, one and a half remakes. Could that be ground for criticism? I know we kind of speculate a couple more big titles coming out but um would two remakes to kick off ps5 be a tad dodgy you think or do you think people just not
2: be too arsed as long as the two big games come out that we're going to talk about yeah no i think I, i get certainly get where you're coming from that you know if you they come out again i'm sure not all the titles we discussed today are going to come out day in date with the console mm-hmm. maybe two or three of them will and then some of the others might be out in the first 6 months 6 to 9 months kind of time span um i think it would be if if kind of the majority of launch, first party launch titles are remakes that that would certainly be something that that would raise raise some eyebrows and, and might receive some criticism, um, but given that they're, they're remakes or, or remasters of of things that have been asked for by fan bases. Mm. I think it's it would be harsh then to to go ahead and criticise them because we know fans want a remake of of Demon Souls and and indeed people have wanted to see a re- return of Resistance and again Resistance may well be a, yeah. a reboot or, or Resistance Four we we don't quite know um, but I, I, I certainly see where, where you're coming from I, I think it would be a mistake to go you know if if Sony kind of want to set the world alight from, from the word go and and going to hit us with a lot of first party titles because there wasn't a lot as as we said with the, the PS4 I think there was Killzone Shadowfall and Knack were the two first party launch titles and then a few months down the line we got Infamous Second Sun and I, I think they'll want to have a, a stronger showing of that and I think Horizon 2 alone would be a stronger showing mm, than that but, but but add in a Demon's Soul remake and, you know, maybe one more of these games. I think the next game we're going to discuss would be the other, the third title that I would, would see kind of as, as nailed on as a launch title, uh, in my personal opinion. And I, I think if they do that, kind of, it's it's a nice mix, having a, a couple of new games along with one remake. Um, you know, that's that's one more first party exclusive than last time out. And I think that the overall kind of quality and, and weight of the kind of name of these titles, you know, is, is more as well than, than what the PS4 has. So I think it would be a, a stronger showing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we won't know till we get the games and play them. But it, I would expect it to, to be these games to be of a higher quality of what we've seen at launch in the PS4. And again, I'm not knocking, you know, Knack was okay and, and Killzone Shadowfall was a solid shooter. But it wasn't quite the, the showing that, that people had wanted, and I think they'll certainly correct it with the, the launch of the PS5. Well,
1: nothing's going to top Rise. Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I don't think uh, Microsoft will will struggle to top the, the oh, launch of the, Oh, the Xbox one. I loved Rise. Fuck you. <laughs> what was the other launch title? For I'm go- I'm googling five. it now. to Be honest. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Forza, of course. Forza, eh? well, Forza is <laughs> always good to be yeah, fair. Right? You can't go wrong with a Forza if you're into that. Right, and I I used to like my Forzas. I'm still scrolling.
1: Um, <sniffs> stir did did Crimson Drive was um Killer Instinct was that a launch title? It was, but fuck me. But that's yeah, that's scripting that's
2: ep- script the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's not. Um, yeah, again, I'm, I'm sure Microsoft will do a lot better as well. I'm um, literally
1: befuddled here. I don't know how. Jesus
2: Christ. Uh, uh, to 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 answer your your question with, with a strong response, <laughs> uh, I think if Sony did launch with just remakes and remasters, it would still probably be that that Xbox One launch line. I, I think launching, like launching
1: with game. no <laughs> launching with dog games
2: would be that fucking hell. Yeah. <sighs> and I like Rise, Christ, Zoo Tycoon. Yeah. I enjoyed Rise. I played through it. I mean, it's it's it it it, it kind of echoes back to to those days when you you'd you'd get a kind of a six point five maybe kind of out of ten game kind of short, but just enjoy it for what it was. Uh, that that's that's what Rise was to me. I think I completed in a couple of days. Um, it was it was all right, but it it just wasn't quite what you know. I, th- I think. Microsoft would have done well to to launch with Gears of War 4 or something like that, if possible. But obviously, mm. we, I think it was a year later. Or launch with Halo, which seems to, <laughs> seems to work. <laughs> um, seems to be the plan this yeah, time around. Absolutely. Anyway, so B- build sure around, build be, around. Whatever. What are you,
1: big IP? Uh, apparently Titanfall was in the window of launch titles, but yeah. Fuck, fucking who cares? The Xbox One was shit. Um, and it's somewhat fixed, but it's still... Still getting fixed anyway, it's not the xbox podcast um Roger, but we have to we have to keep you appeased guy you, you and you s- and our other xbox you, you just listeners. you've saddened me now because I'm looking at a launch type literally it's en- there's like loads of sports
2: gears and then it's killer instinct and fucking rise <laughs> jesus don't don't worry, guy. I'm sure we'll hype you up next month when, xbox- we, when, we, when we preview the xbox first party title event and talk about halo and fable 4 and all the oh. other oh. stuff i that that's I've, that's, I've got that's, sony i can't <laughs> think of okay, well, they bought enough studios so they, they have to have some there must be for There it. must be something uh the anyway
1: Anyway, um Ratchet and Clank uh again, something I've not played and probably wouldn't be interest in me if I'd had PlayStation throughout the years
2: um it's got its fan base, yeah, I mean, I played the first game. Um, back on the PS2, with a, a friend's, or two, two of my friends got it when it came out. I remember it was much kind of hyped in previews of that in magazines, and both of them picked it up, and they played it extensively, loved it, and both offered to lend it to me, but I, I just kind of I turned them down because I, I'd kind of gone off platformers at that mm. point. But I've, I've somewhat dabbled in them in, in more recent years, and, and when this reimagining came out in 2016 alongside the movie, I, I was tempted. Um, it, my friend, who, who loved the original, picked it up again, and he loved this and, and has continually recommended that I play it. It was actually on PS Plus before, so I could I have access to it. I could play it at any point. I may well give it a go at some point, but... It was definitely a success. You know, it was a a, a critical success and and a a commercial success this game. And I think ever since it launched, people have expected that there would be a sequel. You know, I've I've predicted as much. And former IGN reporter Colin Moriarty has suggested multiple times on his podcast, Sacred Symbols, that a follow-up was indeed in the works at, at Insomniac. And initially he seemed to be suggesting it would be a PS4 title, but now, you know, given the, the time span that has elapsed, you know, he he, he seems confident that it's, it's going to be a very early PS5 title, possibly a launch title. And I think that makes a lot of sense. It's been four years, plenty of time to kind of de- develop a sequel to a game like that. So uh, I think we will see that. I think as well, Sony will want to have kind of a, a more family-friendly mm-hmm. title yeah. available. And obviously, we had Knack for the PS4, as we previously discussed. Um, I think if if not at launch, quite early in the kind of within the first year, you had Jack and Daxter for the ps2 so i think you, you always kind of see the those platformers quite early in the lifespan of of playstation consoles so i think this would make a lot of sense and i think my prediction is that the launch lineup will be horizon 2 demon souls and ratchet and clank Possibly a Gran Turismo title as well. We'll, we'll get onto that mm-hmm. in a moment. But they'd be the three titles that I would be most confident in being actual launch titles. And I think if Sony can launch with those three titles, along with obviously some some strong product. offerings yeah, from yeah. third party like like Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. Watchdogs, Valhalla, and Watchdogs Legion, you know, I, I think it's going to be quite an immense. Launch lineup, in my opinion, for you know may, may, possibly the best one we've seen for a Sony console. What
1: well, next time you're talking, I'm going to have to go go back and look at the 360 PS3
2: launches. Grandeur is all. That's that's grim reading. Is oh, it? You don't you don't, don't want to Like 3 uh, 360 had Call of Duty two, which was was really good. But in terms of kind of first-party exclusives, you had Perfect Dark Zero, which was all right. You had Cameo, which was kind of a 6 out of 10 platformer, mm. in my opinion. Um, and I think there was a, a racing game. Was it... um it was falls, it it falls or costumes? something. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, 4 2 didn't come oh. until... I think about a year and a half Project, into the to Project, life. To I think fair, it was Project Gotham Racing I like Project, 3 or 4. I like Project Gotham Racing. What, one of those. Mm. Yeah, they, they were fun enough racing mm. games. Um, So it wasn't, you know, it, it was a no, wasn't the worst lineup we've ever seen for console, but it certainly wasn't the best either. And I think the PlayStation 3, did it have things like layer and stuff? I mean, I it was pretty, pretty game. I'll see if I can get it up here. But um, it it. it wasn't wasn't great, you know, you know the PlayStation 3 in general took 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 a while mm. to get going. Um, actually, well, in the launch window, I can't get exact day, date, Resistance. but in, in the launch window, you had the first Resistance game, which was good. I think we're on the same website. <laughs> Life, yeah, LifeWire. Uh, <laughs> uh. Can't see for actual um exclusives though. Uh, let's have a look here. You had Blast Factor from Blue Point, which obviously we discussed previously. That was, but it was more kind of that I've never, of kind of a downloadable. I've indie never heard island. of that game. <laughs> Just... Call of Duty Three, actually, um, because obviously the, the PS3 came came a year after the, the Xbox 360. Mm. A Genji Days of the Blade, I remember that. Um, but there's there's, there's nothing really, Christ. you know, especially on the, the first party. Oh, Motorstorm! was quite was probably the best launch title in terms of the the exclusives I, I remember my um stepbrother had that and we'd play play it there like it was it was fun but it wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about like it was just a fun racer you know but it wasn't great so uh, i again, i i think I think really these both these consoles are in a position to to launch with possibly the the strongest launch lineups we've seen mm. from either company
1: I mean the third party as well so I mean, it's
2: uh well, we've listed a couple there. <laughs> well yeah it's like I mean we're, we're we'll obviously talk a little bit more about third party titles at the end um but mm. Moving on and, you know, just to, to finish up the the first party possibilities. Gran and, and Turismo. Kind of <laughs> Gran Turismo. Now, next, <laughs> there was a rumor, you know, there, there's, there's been a rumor that Gran Turismo 7 would be a launch title, but, you know, it might not have been a, the best of rumors. But I think anyone with a, a knowledge of Sony platformers could make an educated guess that there will be a Gran Turismo title at lot. La- launch or ne- within 6 months of the launch of the, the PS5 I mean it, it's been 7 years I think since Gran Turismo 6 and 3 years since Gran Turismo Sport launched on PS4 now now PS4 didn't have a Gran Turismo title close to launch but PS3 did I, I think it was um it was a Gran Turismo th- um 5 Prologue, I believe. So it could be like a Prologue game rather than a mainline game, possibly like Gran Turismo 7 Prologue or something like that, or maybe GT Sport 2. Or There'll be something, though, I think within six months. I'll be very surprised (laughs) if there's not a Gran Turismo within six months. Pretty
1: much there'll be a car game that just makes
2: everything look pretty. Nobody's that ass. Well, I mean, exactly that. I mean, there's a reason why... Game consoles often launch with a racer because they do. They they are one of the, if not the best genre of game at showing off kind of visual eye candy, so to speak. And it, so it, it's not surprising that that's a, a strategy that that um, kind of the the console manufacturers tend to carry out in in having you know often a first party. Racing game at launch, so you know it makes a lot of sense. You you can't really blame them doing it, but you know, I I think it's clear for here that Gran Turismo is not really a game for me, it's not really a game for Guy. But Gran Turismo titles sell a hell of a lot of copies, so it's gonna be a game for a lot of people out there, I'm sure.
1: Say that I'll play Forza, (laughs) I'll play Forza the day it comes up.
2: Well, it'll be on Game Pass. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. But yeah, no. As I said, I'm, I'm not a hundred. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't bet my money on Gran Turismo being a launch day title, but a launch window title, I'd be fairly confident. So I think what, what's that now? We, we've got t- three games that I, I put my money on being a launch day title. Mm-hmm. One game launch window. Resistance. You know, we, we still don't even know what. Form that could take I'm not as confident in that but I think it makes a lot of sense we'll probably see it spring uh, I'd, I'd expect it or some some form of resistance title to, to make a, an appearance maybe in the first 12 months mm. of me of maybe 18 if pushing a little bit but I, I think we will see it early enough in, in the PlayStation 5 life cycle but are now moving on to, to kind of you know, in terms of the, you know, kind of the the first party titles, a game that we likely won't see within the first twelve months. If we do, it'll be very much the twelfth month. Yeah. Um, but you know, whenever this game comes, you know, I'm gonna lose my shit. I'm sure you're gonna lose shit. I'm I'm sure all the you know the the lads we know that we we often discuss games would be losing their shit because we are, are of course talking about Spider-Man too. Another insomniac title. This is the third insomniac title mm. we've to today. I mean, where where you know, obviously you you played the original. We we previewed it on this show. uh Actually, no, you and Stu, I think, previewed it. You and I reviewed you it. You were you were, I think. So, I yeah. was, I was, yeah. That was the one show I actually ever got to listen to. <laughs> That's because <laughs> I wasn't on it. Um, that game came out at the tail end of twenty eighteen. We we knew all along there was going to be a, a sequel. There's always been talk of it. What would have kind of been your expectation? Indeed, what is your expectation on on when we might see the follow up?
1: Um, it depends because I think it depends how long they were working on the sequel before <laughs> the first one came out. Because imagine they might have had it at least planned out or whatever, depending on the work done. But I, I think obviously launch will be too soon because. When the Sony or anyone under the Sony umbrella? Rush anything? Never. Um. So, mate, I think earliest you'd be right is 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 the year after or the the winter after. Uh, as long as PS Five and Xbox Series X do launch this this uh this winter, um. But for me, I'd probably say, get my years right, twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, no, that would have been my personal prediction. would it, Would have been a twenty twenty two launch, you know, four four years on from from the original. Um, but there was, I think, back in January on on Reddit, a, a notable redditor for kind of revealing things, suggested that they'd heard from a source at Insomniac that the game was being targeted for holiday twenty twenty one, and that it would be revealed at some point this year. Now. I'm a little sceptical on that in in terms of it releasing in 2021. A reveal this year wouldn't be surprising. I I think it is obviously... How how
1: many reveals did the first game have had? About 12, didn't
2: (laughs) it? Well, well, exactly. I mean, I know in an idea where we we often criticise publishers and, and developers for revealing their games too early. Hint, hint, Bethesda. But... You know, in an ideal world, you and I would, would love if kind of a game was revealed and six months later we could play the game. I mean, that that's the ideal, but we understand which kind of, you know, particularly with investors and the like, that that it's important to get big titles revealed early to, to build the hype and the interest, and, but particularly with a, a, a new console as, as is in this instance. So it wouldn't be shocking to see some kind of like just like a logo for Spider-Man particularly if Insomniac are there to talk about Ratchet and Clank which we Mm. do expect if we're getting a follow-up to Ratchet and Clank at the very end they could say something like you know this is not the only game we have in the works for the playstation 5 mm. and then we could have the logo or some little kind of teaser you know maybe some people have suggested they'd like to see miles morales as the character in yeah. spider-man 2 venom Just was ruined, revealing that yeah. something something small that wouldn't be out of the question but but even if we see that at uh, you know next week I still wouldn't be expecting this game till 2022. If this game releases in holiday 2021, I'll be delighted. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I, we're talking. I'm the Spider-Man super fan here, but I, I just, I just, can't, I just can't see it. I just, I would be shocked. I mean, could, can you see any uh, considering how how ambitious titles are these days? Could, can you see any world in which a triple A AAA title like this is is turned over in the space of three years?
1: Probably not. Obviously, you mentioned earlier, insomnia, insomniac is a huge studio, but it was a big like they weren't even on the. Sony Umbrella when Spider-Man came out with it? Or were they just bought in time? I can't remember. But anyway. No, maybe.
2: no. They were, they were, they were the, bought after, weren't they? The purchase was announced afterwards. Yeah. And I'm sure they were yeah. long in, in discussions yeah. by that point. And I'm sure even Insomnia could Probably get it. Yeah. Spider-Man played played some part. But mm-hmm. um, it, it, it certainly wasn't revealed at, at that point. I mean, like, the purchase for me doesn't, doesn't change an awful lot because the two companies have long collaborated yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Obviously, Insomniac developed all the Resistance games. They've always developed Ratchet & Clank. In the past, obviously, it wasn't a, a Sony-owned IP, but it was kind of associated with Sony consoles mm. when they developed Spyro the Dragon. So that they, they've... A long history between these two companies, and I'm sure whether Sony had purchased Insomniac or not, that would have continued in into the next generation. So I don't think that the purchase has, has changed an awful lot. Um, it, it was an interesting purchase, because a lot of people pointed out. Like it's not like they were buying IPs; they owned Ratchet and Clank, they owned yeah. Resistance, they own well, they sort of own Spider-Man. Well,
1: Sony owns Spider-Man. They, they, they have
2: the deal with Marvel. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it wasn't for IPs. It was very much for talent. And Insomniac are a massively talented studio, and and a you know a studio that have a lot of talented teams, which is is good to have because they're a very flexible studio in terms of what they can do. Um, you know, th- they always have multiple titles in the works. They they work on AAA titles. They work on smaller kind of. You know, indie titles, as you might call them. They're obviously not an indie studio now, so you can't call them. But smaller titles, you know, downloadable titles, as people might call them. They work on a lot of VR titles. So I'm sure they have a hell of a lot in the works. I'm sure they're working on some some VR titles at the moment as well. But, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me, as I said earlier, that that Insomniac are being linked with so many PS5 titles because they have it in them they have the capability to to work on on that much at at once um so but despite that i still don't think they have it in them to Mm. to turn over a spider-man follow-up in in three years i think with the
1: the meticulous way games are made now um if they want to do it right and especially the pressure of pretty much making a disney game because if you piss off disney they'll just buy you <laughs> um uh sorry don't want that um it it's just uh, i think a 3 year cycle depending when whenever they started work on spider-man 2 really but a 3 year release cycle it's it it's quite a lot of pressure it is a lot of pressure like Maybe getting the original dynamics of web slinging, the movement of Spider-Man and stuff, maybe that's the real grout, uh, danger work, but you're still making a game from the bottom up, um, regardless of what you can recycle from the first one. But the story of the the second one, how, how, how long does that take, storyboard or whatever, whatever the actual process is called, um, and how can you follow on from the first game? And how can you develop the first game? Because I think we both give it like 8 out of 10, which is obviously great, but there's a little bit of room for improvement. Um, and you, I think everyone would rather them take an extra year rather than, oh, it's coming out in 2021, and oh no, it's been delayed till June next year. I think the people would r- rather have it that way than getting delayed and delayed.
2: Yeah, certainly. I mean, for me, it's, you know, it was probably, it was the, the best Spider-Man game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. But as you said, there was certainly that room for improvement. And I want to see them make that improvement and then and some, like, I, I want this to be the best Spider-Man game I've ever played. And for me not to be saying, you know, well, they could have done this or they could have done that. So, you know, I, I would certainly like them to, to take all the time they, they want to get this game perfect. And get it out there, you know, when they can. You know, there's there's no rush. You know, that they're, they're you clearly from the discussion we've had so far that they're, they're not going to be short of of titles in the the launch window. I think Horizon Two is very much going to fill that need for a, a kind of a triple A top tier first party title. So I, I don't think there's any need to to rush Spider Man if, if you know, not that I'm accusing Insomniac or Sony of doing so. And they are generally kind of companies that, that take their time with, with projects. And I'm, I'm sure that this will be no different. Um, I mean, if you were to tell me that it was May 2022 launch was yeah. been rumored, even that extra six months would, would make all the difference, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Um, but I just could not see holiday 2021. But yeah. if they prove me wrong and they get a quality title out there, all the better. Absolutely. Well, maybe maybe the flip flip it around because I
1: think God of War and Spider Man came out in the same year, didn't they? But God of War was spring, and Spider Man was winter, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. God. It. Well, yeah. that's the thing as well. Like we we are fully we know there's a God of War two coming, but we don't know when. And you know we're we're at the end. We'll we'll speculate a little bit on mm-hmm. on other type. Kind of existing PlayStation titles that we know are somewhere in the pipeline, but it's it's funny that you know we're getting these rumors of a Spider-Man teaser at this the, the upcoming event. Yet there's no talk of a God of War teaser, even though as you pointed out. God of War came out six months earlier, so it wouldn't make well there, thereabouts. So it makes sense, more sense for a God of War teaser than it would for a, a Spider Man teaser. But it's easy to tease Spider Man. You just got to put a picture of someone and "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, even even the logo. Uh,
1: <laughs> put a picture it's of a symbiote. It's, it's it's gone. Head's gone. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's move on because we're about an hour and a half in. Well,
2: fuck it <laughs> fuck, <Yeah>. fuck it fuck <laughs> it it's, it's expected by now yeah fuck it yeah so I alluded to this earlier that uh oh, it was that uh Resistance wasn't the only rumored shooter um Killzone we know Guerrilla Games are another Sony first party studio that have multiple teams um A few hires by the company back in 2018 raised eyebrows and and fueled speculation that Killzone was, was set to make a return. Obviously, we haven't seen a Killzone title since Killzone.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Shadowfall, forgot the name for a second there. Launched on uh, alongside the PS four, so it's been a it's been a while. And the the hires in 2018 that, that got tongues wagging were Simon LaRouche, who had previously worked at Guerrilla Games on Killzone 2 as a senior designer, and had gone off to Ubisoft to work on a new number of shooters, including Rainbow Six Siege. And later in the year, then Chris Lee also joined Guerrilla Games, who'd also worked at Siege at Ubisoft. And there was a job listing posted earlier this year, uh, for Guerrilla Games which is looking for a game server engineer to work on quote systems like matchmaking tournaments clans and leaderboards end quote so that's obviously only added to the speculation so I think it's it's quite clear that Guerrilla Games are working on some form of shooter you know at first people kind of speculate maybe it could be some sort of multiplayer component for a follow up to Horizon 2 but I, I seriously doubt that I, I think we're going to get a kill zone game um again you know we don't know whether it could be a, a collection a remaster collection or a reboot or a remake of the first game or just a sequel we don't know what it'll be we don't quite know when it'll be i you know i again i, I Guerrilla Games is a a big studio, multiple teams. It's not out of the question that they could have two games in the launch window. So it wouldn't be shocking to see Killzone come in the first six months. But again, I don't think we'll get both Resistance and Killzone within even the first year. So if we get one of them in the first 12 months, the other one might not be until somewhat late, maybe the following year. But I I think, again, I'm Again, similar with resistance, I'm fairly confident that we will see some form of Kill title early in the the PlayStation 5's life cycle. But what that'll be and when that'll be, I wouldn't be confident enough to, to wager a prediction. Well, yeah. So what what about Kill Zone guy? Have you have you any experience with Kill Zone? Well I'm gonna have to ask you. I mean, obviously I didn't
1: I've never touched a PS3. And that's when I kind of associate this game with, but it's always thought of as me as an outsider. When you think of big first party first person shooters, you probably think of Halo. Oh, I certainly do was an Xbox perspective. Um it always seemed like a I know Gears of War's third person, but for me it always seemed like a Gears of War somewhat knockoff. Um and Killzone. I don't know, I never I never hear anyone like love it or pretty much never bring it up when, when you talk about the big PS, the exclusive bat- of Sony battering Xbox, it's just, I know it's kind of hard when you've got Last of Us etc but um, nobody ever seems to bring up Killzone, so is this something people
2: will be excited
1: about or is it just something
2: that's there? I, I think it's a series that's, that's always been solid it, but, but the console game releases it, in any ways, I'm not so sure on the the consistency of the handheld titles but the console titles they've, they've definitely all been solid in terms of their their critical reception and i think that the games certainly have their following um i, I think definitely back in the day of the ps2 and the original xbox there were comparisons between halo and killzone i despite being a, a ps2 owner never quite got into killzone I, funny enough it was the first first person shooter that i ever played online a couple of my friends had their p s two set up online and, and had killzone to, to play online i I dabbled in that a little bit, but i wasn't that keen, particularly because i didn't like the controller layout for the game it was very it wasn't as intuitive as halo like I'd, i i not own an original Xbox, but I'd play a lot of Halo at my friend's house, and I think Halo is superior to killzone in in all ways to be honest um but i, I wouldn't say killzone was a a bad game. And you know my my experiences with the the series since you know I kind of played a, a bit of Killzone Two and and I believe I played Killzone Three as well. I never quite got around to Shadowfall, though. I mean they're they're very much solid titles, and I'm sure you know when, whenever this game a new Killzone title launches, there, there'll certainly be interest in it because there there is a fan base there, and obviously we can see from the the hires we were discussing before that 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 have made it apparent that they're making a Killzone. You know they're bringing on a strong team there. I mean, Rainbow Six Siege is probably one of the most popular first-person shooters of this console generation. So I think they're they're definitely gearing up to for Killzone and for a quality Killzone from the looks of things. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what what this title, Killzone title is. You know, again, I'm I'm talking like it's a hundred percent there is a kill zone title, but okay. I, I think we can we can take it quite quite confidently that there will be one. Um, but it, so it'll be interesting to see what it is, and it'll be interesting to see when it when it comes out how it does.
1: Well, let's shoot through the next couple, um, and then we can get on the speculation of the big one, Silent Hill reboot. Not horror is not for me, but uh, this will have certain people loving it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm definitely one of them. I mean, we we talked about on on when we reviewed the Xbox events, uh, the medium and and how that that kind of gave me Silent mm. Hill vibes, and it obviously has the the composer of the original Silent Hill, and I was it was probably the standout game for me from that showing, and so an, the only thing to 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 trump that would be an actual Silent Hill game, and there's there's been rumors for a while about this and you know they've kind of ranged from bizarre to believable I, I think it all started when rumors suggested that Sony were trying to buy Silent Silent Hill Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid from, from Konami mm. that didn't seem plausible why would Konami sell why would Sony pay the amounts that it would take to get those IPs it just didn't, that, that didn't make any sense. And it wasn't surprising to me when Konami came out and, and denied it. But more recent rumors to that then suggested that Sony was working to license Silent Hill and Castlevania. And there was kind of lesser rumors of Metal Gear Solid as well. And I think the initial rumor was that it was going to be a revival of the Silent Hills project, which obviously was was canned when Hideo Kojima departed Konami. And the, the last we've seen of that then was the Demo PT, which was a playable teaser to, to reveal Silent Hills. And the, the rumor was that this was going to be revived. And Sony were working to mend the bridges between Hideo Kojima and Konami, and he was going to lead the project. But again, that, that just didn't really ring true for me. But more recent rumors, which I have, have been more kind of substantiated and, you know, there seems to be a more weight around them and kind of industry insiders and analysts seem seem to, to, to kind of be getting on board with this rumor is that Sony have indeed licensed Silent Hill and that it's going to be developed in-house at Sony as sort of a soft reboot and that uh, the project is being headed up by Kachiro Toyama. And Keichiro Toyama, for those who don't know, was actually the director of the very first Silent Hill back on the PlayStation 1. He then departed Konami to join Sony and went on to direct both the Siren series and the Gravity Rush series. And I think it makes a lot more sense for the, you know, while... Obviously, Resident Evil has always had its its kind of father figure, whereas Silent Hill has been more about Team Silent, about the teams. But if you were to pick someone to be the, the father of Silent Hill, it would have to be Toyama, considering that he, he directed the first title. So he makes a lot of sense as a director for this. It makes a lot of sense to bring it in in-house and I'm sure obviously Konami are gonna play some part in this because obviously it's their IP at the end of the day. And I think what's what's really solidified this rumour for me is is the fact that the recent news that Silent Hill content was being added into Dead by Daylight, you know, it really yeah, yeah. kind of screams to me that they're gearing up to announce something. So I would be fully expecting this this game to be announced at some point as as a PlayStation 5 exclusive or at least a timed exclusive. But obviously if it's been developed in a house at Sony, it's yeah. going to be a hundred percent exclusive. But yeah. we, we don't know that yet. That's just part of the rumor. Could be that Konami are developing it. I know actually as well recently there's a kind of an acclaimed Japanese horror artist who on his Instagram posted a picture relating to Silent Hill and a picture outside the Konami offices. So that, that could certainly tie into this so that we can't rule out yet that it's been developed at Konami with what you would assume would be a new team. Um, so it, but I'm, I'd imagine it's at this point, it's going to be at least a timed exclusive for, for PlayStation, even if it is being developed at Konami. And I, 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 I think it's a safe bet that we'll see this at, at the, the event, um, whether, again, that is next week or not. Um, whether it's a launch day title, I'd be a little more skeptical on it. I'm Just kind of looking at the time frames, I am not so sure that kind of everything would have been agreed in the back for, for Sony have to have started work on this title in time to get it out for launch. But I, I think we could certainly expect it in the within the first year would would be a kind of a, a plausible expectation, and yeah, I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I've seen some people kind of who poo pooed this rumor and said it doesn't make any sense because why does Sony need this? Why would they need Silent Hill if they want kind of a first party? survival horror game why not just make a new siren game or indeed just have toyama and his team make a brand new survival horror game they don't need silent hill but i think the silent hill name carries a lot of weight we've seen how well resident evil has been mm. doing in recent times i think silent hill is the one survival horror series that kind of matches that in, in terms of, of the the weight of the the name And I think as well that Silent Hill is very much associated with Sony because obviously the the first Silent Hill was a PlayStation exclusive for PS1. The initially Silent Hill 2 was an exclusive for the PS2. It's titled very much associated with that platformer. So I think there's definitely ties between the PlayStation brand and the Silent Hill IP. And I think it would be a real coup for Sony if they have kind of acquired the license to to develop a a silent hill or or possibly a few silent hill titles as as playstation 5 exclusives so i for me this one makes a lot of sense and i've talked to some other kind of who'd be even bigger fans of the silent hill franchise than i am who also think this this rumor makes a lot of sense and they're they're excited at the prospect so I, i i I'd i bet I'd safely bet on on this one being true and on us seeing it at some point early on in in the PlayStation life cycle. Um, I mean, it, you, as you said, this this isn't really one for for you, but I mean, simply looking at it in in terms of its level of of kind of belief, you know, could could you see that one happening, guy? In your
1: Yeah, it certainly makes sense. I think, <clears throat> um, albeit the straight Strained, strained. The road I'm looking for. Strained relationship with Konami. It, it, it makes sense. I mean, th- there's been long-standing rumors Konami can't can't be arse making games anymore, isn't there? Uh, that the, was it. They make pink, what, What's the Japanese pinball called? Kinko, Kinko, Pachinko, Pachinko. That's it. Uh, Pachinko machines and stuff like that. So I mean, if if there's IP to be had from Konami, I mean. Silent Hill, Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid, and what else is the Pez? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense, and obviously, um, long-standing relationship with Sony. Uh, the game's not gonna Um It just makes all the sense there, and uh, hiring that—I won't butcher that bloke's name—the Japanese guy who made the first one, <laughs> um,
2: Toyama-san.
1: There you go. Um, him being there, it just makes all the sense, and obviously it links him to Castlevania as well, um, which is the next game that's rumored. But uh, yes, Alan Hill on there. Um, Xbox doesn't really have a horror thing. They had Alan Wake, but didn't did Remedy get Alan Wake when they left?
2: They they've since acquired the the IP. They they own it now. Remedy now. Although I think Remedy have said there's no Alan Wake title in the works at the yeah. moment. So, but that... They do.
1: So it just it, it the only other place I mean, not many other places would take Silent Hill. And as you say, why would you make a new one when you've got the people associated with Silent Hill? So just, just make Silent Hill rather than something new, or reboot something else that doesn't have the uh, the fan base and the long standing relationship. Because as you say, Resident Evil's king of this genre, and Silent Hill's probably comfortably second place off the top of my head. And it's not my it's not my. Favorite genre. It's probably down near the bottom, but they're probably the two biggest names in it. So if you can get oh Star- no, certainly
2: honest. easily, easily yeah. they're they're the largest mm-hmm. um, IPs in, in terms of that genre. No, I, I I think that it makes a lot of sense. You know, if if Konami were open to licensing the the IP, it makes a lot of sense for for Sony to take that on, given the the talent that they have to hand. And I think it's very believable. Whereas, you know, as you alluded to, the the next game is Castlevania has also been a I am a little more reserved on this rumor, if I'm honest. I mean, this all like this. The same. Uh, the, there's been a few different people, I believe, who've who've kind of revealed that um, kind of insider info in in air quotes on in terms of Silent Hill and and having Toyama work on it and the like. And the person who, you know, I believe, uh, kind of leaked the information on Castlevania also mentioned that Silent Hill rumor, but that, that's not to say that everything they said is true or, or is believable, um, more accurately, because they, they suggested that, you know, it's a, it's a 3D kind of, um, title somewhat akin to the Lord of Shadows games, you know, also somewhat Bloodborne influence given the success of that game, um, and that both Koji Igarashi and Shutara Iada, who previously worked on some of the most popular titles in the Castlevania series, would be involved. But while Toyama is a Sony employee, Igarashi and Iada aren't. You know, obviously they're they're out on their own. Igarashi recently led the development on Bloodborne or not Bloodborne sorry Bloodstained which obviously was a spiritual successor to Castlevania so i i think that's more kind of pie in the sky ideal scenario let's get eager back on Castlevania it it almost seems too good to be true so i'd be very very reserved on that one I'm not saying that a new Castlevania title isn't in the works. In fact, I've been saying for a long time that I'd say one is, given the popularity of the Netflix series. I think mm-hmm. there's no better time than to release the Castlevania. But I think if there is a Castlevania game in the works, I'm not so sure it's in development at Sony. I'm not so sure that E-Garage is 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 involved. I'd more so say it's likely that some new team at Konami or possibly a third party development studio. maybe someone like Platinum Games or something. Konami's kind of which would be brilliant. Like they'd be the well, possibly the perfect studio to work on a new Castlevania game. But that Sony's hired them to to make a new title. And I I or not Sony, sorry, rather Konami to correct myself. And my in my personal opinion I think what would make most sense For a Castlevania game now would be a a remake or kind of a a reimagining of Castlevania Three, given that Castlevania Three is the main inspiration behind the Netflix series. I think that would that would tie in really well, and would would probably be very popular if done right. Um, but I don't. This is one. This is probably of the games we've discussed so far. It it easily the one I think is least likely to be true and and least likely, you know, to to make an appearance at this this, uh, PlayStation 5 event. It just, you know, again, I can't rule out the game being in development, but if it is, I I don't think we're going to see it next week. I mean, do you have any thoughts on Castlevania?
1: (laughs) As long as the Netflix show keeps getting made, I'm happy. (laughs) That's about it, really. Uh, that's literally. I've I've never. I don't think I've ever touched a Castlevania game.
2: um Really? I haven't. I that's haven't insane. Mm. Play Symphony of the Night. It's like it's one of the best games ever made. And I'll I'll put that out there as it's, it's a strong statement, but it's true. One yeah. of the best games ever made. I will. But see. yeah, know I I agree with you. As long as I keep getting the Netflix series, mm. I'm I'm happy enough. I don't need a new game. Absolutely. But if if one comes, I won't just, say no. Just, but just talk. Just, just focus. Focus the series.
1: We, we can survive around again. The, the, the series, get, get making.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, no, that that's that's got to be the 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 priority is the series because it, it's right. just so damn good. Um and as I alluded to, there are Metal Gear Solid talk as well in the same sort of rumor. I think it was like a remake of Metal Gear Solid One and Metal Gear Solid Two, which had been previously. There was rumors in the past of Blue Point, who obviously we talked about before, developing a remake of Metal Gear Solid One. But I, I just can't, I, I. They just seemed like again kind of pie in the sky dream scenario mm. rumors so I'm not until I see something more solid on them I don't even think Metal Gear Solid's worth discussing um I mean I'm sure we will see again some Metal Gear Solid titles in the future but I just don't expect it to, to be those rumors and, and not so soon anyway um, and the last title that's kind of been rumored for this event and seems I'd be fairly confident we're going to see it but it's not an exclusive; it's a complete third-party title, which is Call of Duty: Black Ops Cold War. My God, I hate that title. What do you What do you think of the title? I mean, I, that's <laughs> not that's not officially confirmed as the title, but multiple gaming publications have said that is the title. So I think it's safe to assume. What What do you think?
1: It's not great, is it? <laughs> uh, well, I suppose it's better than Black Ops.
0: Five?
1: I'm gonna
2: go with. I think it's five. Yeah, it would have been five, five. yeah. Yeah, I suppose but but, why do they need the Black Ops title? I mean Call of Duty itself is a strong enough mm, title, obviously. Why can't it just be Call of Duty Call War? I think the fact that
1: I was listening to the IGN Xbox podcast and they were kind of discussing this. Obviously Infinity Ward have the Modern Warfare series uh, and Treyarch had they had World at War, but that was kind of a one-off and led, in, led into Black Ops. Um, I think outside of that, I know Sledgehammer made them, but as soon as you go out of them two, it seems to just be a fuck up. So I think Activision are just playing it safe and keeping it with them two at the minute because Sledgehammer obviously left after World War Two, didn't they? Um, and I can't remember what it was before whoever made. Whatever before that, um, but yeah, I think I think they're just kind of playing it safe with the Black Ops and Modern Warfare um, monikers, uh, and I think they've gone back to one year cycles or, or two year cycles for each um studio, haven't they? Um, so it, 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 I think it, they're just playing it safe with with um, with Black Ops and and Modern Warfare, um, but it's not it's not a good it's not really that good a name, I think. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to do what they did with Modern Warfare with Black Ops and go back. Because I mean, the Cold War is, well, it's pretty much the end of World War Two until nineteen ninety or ninety four, whatever. Whenever the Berlin Wall came down. Um, so yeah, it's. It, I think they're just playing it safe. Um, if you, I think Warzone's kind of alluding to, um, to to this release, so it does make sense if there's an event. Um, that there's a an event in Modern Warfare's uh, battle royale at the min that it's, li- it's linking onto the next game, so it kind of makes sense. Um, if you're not too familiar, the event is um, that was bunkers in the map from since the start, and they've recently opened up. People there's been phones ringing in the game where they've been speaking Russian and and, and stuff like that, and obviously Russia, Russia and the Cold War. They're obviously evil. Um, and there's, the, these bunkers have nukes in them, so it kind of leads on to the Cold War. Um, so it, yeah, it, it may it makes sense, um, but uh, it'll be something I'm more interested in. Concerning the my, let's say the rejuvenation of modern warfare. Um, it black out the previous battle Royale. I doubt that'll get a continuation. Concerning the success of um, of Warzone. Um, but uh, blackout black ops tend to make the better or the more consistent um campaigns, so I'm looking forward to the campaign. the multiplayer's the multiplayer it'll piss me off, I'll eventually get all right at it, and then I'll stop playing it <laughs> so it's it it's, it's just a cod game <laughs> that's it that's pretty much it the mean
2: yeah i mean they're they're just you know they they kind of are what they are i mean speaking of black ops campaigns actually the the black ops 4 abandoned campaign Mm. leaked online apparently earlier in the week um i think you know it could could be wrong but i believe it was raven that were were developing the campaign at the time and apparently it it just wasn't quite working out so they decided to scrap it and go go ahead without a, a campaign um, but I think it's a safe bet that this, this one will have some form of campaign, especially given that the, the campaign was, was such a focus for, for the Modern Warfare reboot last year. Um, but I mean, as I said, I, I'm, and I'm sure you agree that this, this seems. Extremely like I me. Mean, every year yeah. they reveal Call of Duty around this time of year. They have their own little showing, Xbox and they show up on Sony,
1: PlayStation shows Call of Duty. Exactly, <laughs> they
2: they always show up on Sony's yeah. stage, and and that's then that's it. But it seems obviously this this year maybe Sony have begged them to just like do the reveal at this event. And speaking of this event, actually, I was just double checking there because I had a feeling if it was going to be next week, it was going to be announced that. You know, possibly today and Sony has officially confirmed that a PS5 conference will be broadcast on Thursday, June 4th, and that'll be at 9 PM our time. So it's official that we haven't wasted our time previewing this event, guys. Because it is a hundred percent But it's not next Wednesday, it's next Thursday.
1: I was going to say everything PlayStation does has been on Thursday, so Wednesday would be random. But, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it would have been an odd one. It means Um, you've got
1: more time to listen to this. It might go three hours. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. But, um... Yeah so it's 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 nice to know that that it's it's solid that this event is taking place but yeah no so those are the titles though that have kind of been rumored or suggested so far for this event and as i said in my personal opinion i think we'll see uncharted or sorry hello, uncharted hello i think we'll see horizon <laughs> 2 As confirmed as a launch title, I think we'll see a remake of Demon's Souls, again confirmed as a launch title. I think we'll see Ratchet & Clank, again confirmed as a launch title. I think Gran Turismo is likely to make an appearance, but might not necessarily be a launch day title. I think a Spider-Man 2 teaser is quite plausible. And I think we could see one of either Killzone or Resistance make an appearance although I'm not sure either would be a launch title. And I think this Silent Hill title will will make some sort of an appearance. Um, now, again, I'm not, not so sure whether it'll be a launch title or not. And Call of Duty, I think, is pretty nailed on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there might be one or two other um, first kind of uh, third-party titles there. Obviously, Madden was at the... the, the oh, God. No, Uh, the Xbox event. So, could we possibly see EA come on on stage to show FIFA in the build-up, obviously to their own EA Play event early next month? Although I think we'd all prefer to see the Mass Effect trilogy remaster than FIFA. Yeah, but but any any particular third-party titles you'd like to see um shown off in this event, or that you could predict? I'm trying to think who has good relationships with Sony.
1: That's third person. Everyone else seems to just go on Xbox's stage. You, you... know,
2: could could Watch Dogs? We haven't seen Watch Dogs Legion yeah. in a while. Given that Valhalla was shown on on um, Microsoft's yeah, events, that's,
1: that's possible. I mean,
2: Ubisoft and Xbox
1: seem to have a close tie, so maybe not. Um, what's that other one that Ubisoft were making? God pe- people and gods? That, no, that sounds shit. Gods and People, <laughs> I'll go with. Uh, the one that ended Ubisoft D3 last year. Um, maybe that one, because there's literally nothing known about that one, whereas Watch Dogs is kind of self-explanatory in Assassin's Creed. Um,
2: Could we see Skull and Bones reconfirmed as a next-gen title and shown off at events? That's what you want to see, Guy. Don't,
1: don't, don't play with my heartstrings like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the monkey one? I just forget it's called. Oh, beyond good, um, beyond
2: good and evil. Good and evil. Yeah. Oh God, no. that game's never coming out. <laughs> Maybe. It's literally never coming P- out. PS6, beyond good and evil. I, I, uh, like Ubisoft, apparently have a lot of titles mm. coming out over the next twelve months, and uh, that's so right. not surprising given that we know about Assassin's Creed and and um, and Watchdogs Legion. Um, so I suppose it's not quite out of the the question um but I, I what i really want to see from ubisoft is a new ubisoft art title it feels like ages since we got one of those i love those Look, there's classics Just uh, little, dance. little small games uh, i'm sure they'll be just dance 2021 <laughs> um yeah, no, I mean, in both first-party and third-party titles, I was kind of thinking myself of of things that, you know, not necessarily that I would expect to see there, but that, that we kind of know are in the works for uh, PlayStation 5, Uncharted 5. Um, mm. Who, who's making it? Because it's not Naughty Dog anymore, is it? No, it's a new studio. I think, I can't think of the name if it has been mooted, um, but I know it's a new studio Sony founded, and that their first project is going to be Uncharted 5. Um, I think they're working out of LA. Um, it was Colin Moriarty that, that confirmed it on on uh, his podcast, Sacred Symbols, and obviously he's had a big in with Naughty Dog over, over the years. I mean, he went and Worked with them for days to to write the the massive article on on Naughty Dog, um. So he he's got a lot of ties there. And although Naughty Dog aren't developing the title, obviously it's their IP, so they're going to know who is working on it. So I think it's safe to say that that information is solid. But I'd be shocked, given that it's you know it's Uncharted 5, it's not been that long since Uncharted 4, and also given that it's a brand new studio. Generally, new studios' games take a little bit longer. I doubt this game is going to be an early PS5 title. Mm. So I would be shocked if we seen Uncharted 5 even teased at this stage. Unless if it was solely for the purpose of kind of giving a more official announcement on this new studio. That's that's the only way I could see something like that. So I'd I'd have my doubts. Um, God of War 2. We 100% know it exists. I mean, God of War teases a follow-up game. You know, there's a scene if um, if you go back to his house yeah. that teases a follow-up game. So we know it's coming, even if it hasn't been officially announced. Um, and with that, I mean, as we discussed earlier when talking about Spider-Man, it wouldn't be out of the realms of, of possibility for this game to be teased. But I, I just... Although it would be possible, I'm not sure. I see the need when they have like Horizon Two, and if they're yeah, teasing Spider Man and the like. I mean, what what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with your point there. I think you don't want to show, or don't want to tease too much. I think if you for a, a launch year, you don't want to say, oh, all these get, ga- oh, they're not coming out for three years. <laughs> it's like I think mean, that's one of the only criticisms Sony have had they release stuff too soon, and then it's like. Well, this has been at four e threes now. Can we have the fucking game? (laughs) Um, Yeah, So that would be horrible if they
2: teased like three, four, Mm. you know, kind of first party titles that we're not going to get for years. Absolutely, it'd be painful. I wouldn't want to see that. Um, But it is—it's not outside the realms of of possibility. And the only other game I kind of mooted there was—I don't even have a title there, but. Untitled Luminous Productions AAA title. Now, Luminous Productions was the name given to the team that developed Final Fantasy XV at Square Enix. Now, obviously, they were working on the follow-up content for Final Fantasy XV until the director departed Square Enix to, to work on his own independent product. But the team were retained at Square, and Square confirmed that they were moving on to work on a new AAA title, for PlayStation 5. Now, that's not to say it's necessarily an exclusive, but that, that's what was reported. Um, now, we don't know whether that's Final Fantasy 16. It could be a, an entirely new IP. In fact, I personally predict it's not likely to be Final Fantasy 16. I'd say they'll have a different team working on Final Fantasy 16. I'm sure Final Fantasy 16 is in the works nonetheless. Um, but given that that's something that's been confirmed, and given the time frames, given Sony's relationship with Square Enix, mm. I think it could make a lot of sense. And I, I think they want to have some sort of Japanese presence. Obviously, Silent Hill would be Japanese developed, but, you know, I think they'd want to have something there. So mm. that would make a lot of sense. The Marvel game. <laughs> not yeah. the, the Marvel game the Avengers game that's, ju- that's well, due that's, another, that's, that's due that's, another shit look <laughs> yeah no that that well I mean that's that's presumably going to be um, on next gen Tide, next gen consoles as well but I don't think it needs to be shown again um, we need us
1: of people in cosplay <laughs> it's
2: it's Square Enix but it's it's the western side of Square Enix so oh, yeah. I yeah no I I think Luminous Productions, whatever they're working on, would make a hell of a lot of sense for this. Um, and I, I personally would be excited for to well, see what they are. Final
1: Fantasy on. fifteen came out in twenty sixteen, so I know it's Final Fantasy, and God knows when they come out in whatever order. But four years, it's it's getting yeah, the cycle yeah. But
2: now they did, they did work on the follow up. Um, you know, like the multiplayer mode and the. Uh, the four episodes. I think originally there was supposed to be six episodes, but they, the, the fourth one came out and then the rest were canned because of the director departing. So, um, I'm not sure they've necessarily been working on, but I'm sure, like, as, as always happens, some of the team would have stayed beyond, behind to work on the DLC while a lot of the team would have moved on to the next product. So that, you know, they, they, it's probably been a while since they started whatever this product is. So I think it'll make a lot of sense. For this this to be revealed um although they might save this for whatever online form tokyo game show takes later in the summer mm. so that's that's a possibility um but i i think if uh, in terms of just trying to put the the feeders out and see you know in my mind what could possibly be a possibility for this event that was one title that made a lot of sense um so that I personally can't really think of any other titles that, that that could be possibilities for this. I'm sure there are a lot of confirmed next gen titles that we know about that that could well make an appearance. But in terms of things that we don't don't quite know about yet, I mean, that there what comes to mind to me is there anything at all that you you can think of that 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 could be a possibility?
1: The only thing I can think of is if Warner Brothers can't be outsourcing their own thing. They've got to put it somewhere.
2: That's genius. Why didn't I think of that? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I mean, I I think they're obviously the Rocksteady game and then the... Um, Harry Potter. The Harry Potter and then obviously the other Batman title, the... Uh, Court of Owls. The Court of Owls. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, they have a lot. I mean, given how much they have it makes a lot of sense for Warner Brothers to have their own mm-hmm. event. They, they haven't quite confirmed do, it must yet. Must
1: be a Lord of the Rings game as well.
2: Oh, Possibly, yeah. It's been a while since the Shadow of War. So, yeah, I think you could be right. You know, we very much could see one of these Warner Brothers titles demoed at this event. Which would just like I mean I'm already excited, but you've 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 made me even more excited. Mm, I think Harry, po- Harry Potter. Harry Potter probably made that. I reckon Harry Potter would make
1: the most sense at the Sony thing.
2: Yeah, now that would be the one that would least interest me, mm. but I'm willing to put aside my own bias and admit that that would probably be the one that would be the biggest, given yeah. how popular Harry Potter is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 that's. Like, great prediction guy, I, I think now I'm, I'm. I've, it's only you know, dawned on me with you saying it, but now it's in my head and I'm like that, now I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen
1: <laughs> It kind of annoys me, because Water Brothers, I mean they're seemingly, I don't know, trying to take a next step in gaming <laughs> I just hope it's not the Rocksteady one, because that'd be sad uh, Neutral, neutral ground, don't show that Sony. <laughs> Uh, Sony But no, I think we are overdue because Harry Potter thing got leaked Years ago, didn't it? There was that, it was like a few minutes of footage leaked from the Harry Potter one. Um, and they've not mentioned doing their own show unless they're going to show it via IGN's event or whatever.
2: Yeah, um, we know Jason Schreier obviously confirmed after E3 was cancelled that they planned to do a conference. Um, but they haven't quite confirmed their plans. Um, you know, we—I know—we, as you mentioned, their IGN are doing their own thing. Obviously, we know Jeff Keighley's doing the, the, yeah. the his his run of events as well. So it could make sense for, you know, whatever Warner Brothers have for them to mm. spread it out. Maybe have like one one title show at one of the PlayStation Five events, maybe one at an Xbox event, maybe one during IGN stream. You know, it could could make sense and to just kind of stagger the announcements. I know some companies have chosen to do that with, with what they might have shown at E3. So, um, no, I think there's a there's a high possibility of of that prediction coming coming to pass, and I think it would only only add to whatever what is already likely to be a strong billing from from Sony.
1: There's definitely going to be a Warner Brothers event announced during whilst this is. Being released, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. Anyway, um, well, we've gone over the two-hour mark, so yeah, whatever. You've got till next Thursday to listen. Anyway, people, you've already listened at this point. I always do this. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, any? Well, might as well. It Doesn't matter about time now. What have you been playing, Carl?
2: Well, I've been playing. Animal Crossing, of course. I mean, that's like a, it's almost like a, a daily routine to log in for, you know, at least 20 minutes and, and kind of do what I have to do around my island. But I'm playing it like kind of less and less. I, I jumped in actually two two days in a row um, about a week ago. I played it extensively. I kind of remodeled my island because it was annoying me how messy it had gotten. But kind of since then, now there's less to do. So I'm kind of just dipping in and out. But that, that kind of suits me. Um, outside that, I've been playing a lot of kind of smaller titles on Switch. You know, I've, I'm I'm a big fan of kind of the e the the um Switch Shop sales. We can like pick up kind of smaller titles for like a euro or two, or some more notable titles like I, I recently got Hyperlight Drifter for a tenner. So I'm I'm kind of dabbling in a lot of these downloadable titles. Some are got awful. You know, some of them I turn I buy for ninety nine cent. I turn them on. I play it for twenty minutes. I just say this game is awful, I delete it off my Switch and I'll never play it again. But it, I I like it it's kind of like it's it's a little akin to the days when you'd go to like a, a game store and pick up a random game based on the cover and I'm buying this and you don't know whether it's gonna be absolute crap or whether it's gonna be a game you love. And I, I kinda miss that feeling. So I'm kind of treating the, the the Switch store that way, just picking up these random mm. cheap titles. So I'm a bit of fun doing that. Um, outside that, I mean, I've been meaning to kind of delve more in Pokemon and and Football Manager, but I haven't really, I haven't really picked up my. Oh, actually, PlayStation Four, Farming Simulator 2019. Oh, god. One of the free titles last. Yeah, you know, I've played that a couple couple of sessions playing that with friends. I couldn't imagine myself playing it solo. I think I'd die of boredom. But it is a lot of fun playing it with a group of people. You can have a lot of laughs. Um, my mates have actually been playing it solo, which I find bizarre. Like They've been playing it extensively solo. Gotta oh, take um, it seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. But no, it's it's a lot of fun with friends. And if anyone's looking for something to dabble in with a few mates, um, you know, to, to tie them over, I'd recommend giving it a go because you, you can have a lot of fun just fucking up a farm, basically. It it's it's the dream. <laughs> and... You, I believe you've been playing Minecraft Dungeons, is that correct? Right? I have
1: actually, I forgot. I was going to bring up the games that I've been playing, I completely forgot about that one. Which uh, is probably a bad thing, but it's actually quite fun. It's it's what you'd expect it to be, it's just a top-down Diablo clone but made Minecraft. <laughs> um, it's 7 out of 10. Um, nothing too ex- extensive. Not loads of different loot. But it's just fun. It, it'd be crap on you. It, again, similar to Farming Simulator. Um, it'd be crap on its own. But with a mate or two, it, it, it it's quite fun. Um, and it's just what it is. It, it's quite quick. I think I'm nearly finished in it. Finished it in a few days. Uh, but there's probably end game and stuff to do. Uh, like caves and stuff. Um, but I've nearly done the story. Um, not loads of variation on loot, as I mentioned. Um, but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens at end game but um yeah it's fun if if you've got game pass check it out. It's not i don't know probably like ten odd hours or something but uh, you you can easily dip in and out of it. It's literally like three buttons to get used to um but yeah it's good get game pass if you've got xbox or access to game uh on the computer, play it for a bit uh you might enjoy it, but other than that, I've been playing Warzone as usual. Um, just dipping in and out of that because it's easy to get back used to. And other than that, I've gone back on Overwatch because I'm a glutton for punishment. I love when people have got better at the game where I've not been playing for months and get battered on. Um, but uh, I'm getting back in the swing of that. And yes, my my rank my ranked ranking is is suffering for it, but it get it's climbing. I hope.
2: I admire your guts. I've, I've wanted to jump back into to Overwatch for a while, but then that's what always holds me back. Because, like, I wasn't... You know, I I I used to play shooters a lot back in the 360 days, and I was never great at them, but I was all right, you know, because I'd, I'd practice a lot, you know, and, and improve. Whereas by the time Overwatch came around, I was kind of less of a shooter player. But, you know, I was okay at Overwatch. I could... I'd have some good games, but I'd say like now I'm probably absolute trash. And if I went on, I'd just get destroyed by a load of kids, and that that might not be a pleasant experience. So it's kind of put me off trying it. But I'll have to try it again eventually because I do want to get Overwatch two, whenever that eventually comes out. Well, that that could be uh, the Sony game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Blizzard and Sony—they have ties.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, no, we we didn't discuss it in the news, but but BlizzCon was cancelled this year, mm. um. So their their announcements will have to be moved. There is also the Diablo 2 remake that's heavily True. rumored, so that has to be announced sometime soon. Mm. Um. So we're just throwing more and more speculation on there. So going to be no, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as as we alluded to early on, and as is likely, they're likely to have multiple events. So not all these games yeah. might not be necessarily shown next week. I'm sure a good few will, but, you know, between their event, them, the other events and Xbox's events, I'm sure we'll see all these kind of titles that we're speculating on eventually. Um, one other thing, actually, was just was a fun thing to, to end on. Now, know I didn't see it as newsworthy because it wasn't solid enough to be news, but... Apparently Famitsu have an exclusive next week that's, that's, you know, kind of on the level of like a console reveal. Not saying it is a console reveal, but like that big news in re- regards to Sega. So what I'm asking you guys, are we going to see the Sega Mega Drive 2? Oh God.
1: <laughs> oh God, if it is,
2: I will play Echo the Dolphin and Sonic on that bad boy. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, this, the, like think, think next week on like this day next week when we do a podcast to, to review this Sony event, if Sega have dropped like some, no, I doubt it's a new console, but it's going to be some big news. There were rumors earlier. Well, there's been rumors for years that that like Microsoft were going to buy Sega. So if if Sega well. if so, say that was announced. How long is the podcast gonna be? We have to discuss the Microsoft acquisition oh, of Sega and a Playstation Five event. Like, you know, could it could be a four or five hour podcast, you know? you'd have you'd have to hide it from gags he doesn't see it on the system i'd (laughs) so i'd
1: somehow have to split an episode a a show into two episodes of two hours (laughs) for
2: fuck's sake yeah we might just have to do two episodes if if that's what happens because they'd be two topics we just couldn't help but discuss it's exciting i'm excited for the it it feels you know i know we're not getting an e3 this year but it, it feels like you're getting that We've had some things like Tony Hawk. Yeah. You just don't know what kind of news is going to pop up. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, and, and uh, that's that kind of adds to it. And yeah. now knowing though that next week seems like it's going to be a big week with this this PlayStation event and whatever this Sega news is. I mean, it's I, I'm feeling that that E3 hype. You know, even though it isn't mm. E3, it's you know what it's the replay. It's it's what we have instead. And I kind of I think I could get used to this this kind of summer of announcements rather than a week of announcements.
1: I'm really looking forward to whatever Water Bros is doing so For fuck's sake. Oh, dear. But no, I did, Christ, I forgot about that Sega news. Uh, but, but that is going to be interesting. Now I'm trying to think of Sega stuff that Xbox can nick. And if they make Echo the Dolphin, it let's go. Um, but anyway, is there anything else we want to bring up?
2: No, no. I I, I, th- I think we've well, well covered things. Now it's just a case of kind of let's uh, living with the hype to this event and then seeing what they have to offer and then uh, as i said we you know promise that now we'll, we'll have a part we'll do a podcast this uh, next friday and, and review the entire thing
1: so here we are <laughs> welcome to xbox mr sonic <laughs> uh you. but uh yeah if, if you've made it this far in the podcast thank you uh uh I- we're not short of content, um, on one of, uh, but as Carl says, we'll be back next Friday and there'll be a show out next weekend. I imagine, um, hopefully it it won't go too much longer than this one. But if you made it this far, a big thank you. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for Carl for joining me. Um, goodbye.